Hello and welcome to Last Sons of Krypton, a Superman podcast. I'm Connor from the House of L. And I'm Ray from the House of Zod. And we're back, as mm. usual, to continue All-Star Superman. But uh, for now, the news, there's there's all sorts of dumb rumours going around, but like from what I could see, none of them had any like substantial evidence. So I'm not going to really bother reporting them. <laughs> Just briefly then to indulge me, what what were they? Uh, Superman being in New Gods, super, uh, the movie Superman leading the authority, which is like wrong on so many levels. Um, yeah. And us, I think that was it actually, but yeah. So. Was there, is there a New Gods movie coming out? Yeah. Oh, oh as in animated, not, not or live no, action? No, like live action. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's yeah. been in the works for a while. Right. Um, and that's um that's old Jack Kirby's stuff, is it? Yeah. Yeah. And you know, I can't see any actual evidence. It's just someone saying someone pretty much saying that like Superman could fit in to the, the fourth world. And it's like he could, but that doesn't mean that he's gonna be in the movie. <laughs> So yeah, oh look, I've got no absolutely no knowledge of New Gods, but I think well, it's all this thing like about Dark Side and all that stuff. Oh, okay. Um, but I think I think with Henry Cavill bouncing around and there being that groundswell of him being in a few movies, it's no surprise that he's kind of associated with that. I guess. I guess the only thing we know just... for sure is that Henry Cavill wants to be Superman. Mm. He said it again recently. Um, yeah. yeah. Wonder if Warner Brothers has taken the hint yet of him directly saying, "I hope I play Superman for many years to come." <laughs> it's oh, subtle hints, you know. That's what they're thinking. Oh uh, yeah, it is. It's, it's uh, only the you know the most discerning of people can kind of pick up that. Uh, Warner that Brothers executives hint. hear it and they go, "You Harley Quinn movie." <sighs> uh, that's how they interpret <laughs> him saying that. Um, yeah. Uh, well, well, hopefully, hopefully, in our lifetime, Connor, <laughs> and in Henry's lifetime, we we get yeah. we get another version of Superman from him. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, the omnibus releases that we talked about. This is actual news. Um, last episode, uh, they're up for pre-order on sites like Amazon. So that means, like, hey. It's actually a thing. But the thing with DC is for some reason they seem to base a lot of it on pre-orders. So as we mentioned before, they cancelled the John Byrne omnibus. And it seems like that's because it didn't get enough pre-orders. Now, if you're a normal person like me, I generally would get an omnibus when it comes out or I would pre-order it close to release. But no, with DC, you have to pre-order it like a year away so it actually comes out because they want the big pre-order numbers. So um, I'm going to pre-order it as soon as I can. I can't right now. I just don't have the money. But like once I get the budget, uh, I'm definitely going to pre-order it. And I urge anyone who uh, wants the Omnibus to pre-order it as soon as possible. And obviously, if it gets cancelled, you'll get a refund. Um, or if you just want to support more Superman Omnibuses or Grant Morrison Omnibuses, then chuck a pre-order or if you just want to do it as a favor to me because damn i want this on this bad <laughs> i'm sure that's why people will do it connor yeah totally um, but yeah i mean it's a decent enough omnibus 
Well worth, uh, well worth checking out. I don't like how DC do this. Um, I think it's just ridiculous, especially omnibuses of all things. I mean, they're expensive. Uh, people, people aren't made of gold, you know. Uh, it's. I, I love my omnibus as much as the next fellow, but it's not like I pick it up on the day of release. Yeah, you know, sometimes you, you, need you know, like uh, most of the omnibuses I pick up have, like after they've come out, maybe even like a year after. Exactly. It's um ah uh, anyway. So you're gonna pre-order it? Yeah. Cool. Because I because I like good. I really want this one. So yeah, of course. Um, you know this is this is one that I will pre-order because that's, it's like it's my favorite Superman. Mm. Like oh, story, then you're, you're gonna so... have to get it. You're gonna yeah, have to exactly. Get it. Like this is this is the omnibus that I would get. Uh, you know. Yeah. Did so has this Grant Morrison um collection been released as a, a soft cover or, or uh, yeah, a collection of hardcovers? Three okay. soft covers and three hardcovers. Okay. But as oh, as I oh, mentioned cool. before, they moved all the backup stories for the issues to the uh, end of the book. Right. Right. Which does which is so dumb because the backup stories are tied into the issue itself. Yeah. Like for instance well, there's like, no, you know, yeah, when, there's when no guarantee. we did um, yeah. Oh, there's no guarantee they'll fix it. Yeah, yeah. Hopefully they do. Hopefully the person who does it has actually read the run. But um, either way, it's still going to be nice to have an anonymous. So. Oh yeah, absolutely. But it's like you remember the the Phantom King one, and it, the backup story was crypto. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that made sense. To, and it's like, to well, have it. imagine moving that crypto story just to like the back half of the book, so you just randomly mm. read that with other backup stories, you know. Yeah, it's kind of like, but not exactly, like just breaking up the whole story. <laughs> yeah. And putting the very last chapter, you know, after a, a whole swathe of other issues. But yeah, no, I see your point. It's, yeah. Uh, um, and apparently that was, rectify. that was an issue with the Hawkeye release as well. Um, oh, the I'm Hawkeye sure, release? I'm not sure which Hawkeye run it was, but it got released oh. in like hardcovers or an omnibus or something and they put all the related backup stories in the back of the book. Uh, I'll have to check. I've got the hardcovers for the, well, the Fraction run, but, um, yeah, I'm not sure. Not, I didn't notice that from the first volume, but maybe the Omnibus, because I, I know they the released. Fraction run. Oh, yeah, okay, even that. It could be, enough. but. Yeah. Yeah, I don't, I don't read Hawkeye. Um, Hawkeye. Hawk guy. I don't read Hawk Man either, or Hawk Girl. Um, <laughs> but yeah. Anyway, the question that... is why not, Connor? The question is why not? I mean, if I don't like Hawk... Green Arrow, Hawk... I'm probably not going to like Hawkeye either. Ah, uh, yeah. Well, yeah. Anyway, I, I don't know. I haven't read any Green Arrow, but um, I mean, the Green Arrow Fraction Hawk guys is easy. I don't know. Yeah, I've heard Fraction's Hawkeye is good, but I don't know. It's just not a character that appeals mm. to me. I mean, I'm not saying That's I dislike Hawkeye. I'm just saying. It's... Oh no, no, no! You I mean it's just not on, not on the radar. If I yeah, if I read every single character that I found like okay, then I would mm. not have time for anything ever. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. You have to pick and choose. Yeah, uh, really. At the end of the day, mind you, though, just as a quick aside, um, I decided because I I'm back on marvel unlimited and and i read uh by the soska sisters the uh one of the 2019 release of a a five issue black widow run oh yeah uh, with clayton crane on the cover 
And geez, it was good. It's a lot better than I thought it was going to be. Was our our boy Daredevil in there? Or? No, no, no. She, she was purely... She was in Madripoor. She was doing... Oh, okay. Uh, up against some very dark stuff. Um, but it was quite dark. Uh, I thought, hmm, this is potentially a Max series, but it's uh, it was right. pretty good. It was pretty good. Anyway, just thought I'd... Um, I'm fresh off that, so that's fresh in the mind. Okay, yeah. Yeah, I don't have a... I don't really think I've read anything. Oh, I will say, um, DC-wise, uh, Stargirl's still pretty good. The Oh, yeah. yeah. I wanted to watch... I want to watch that, actually. If you're like me and you're obviously not into, like, high school melodrama or teenage girls, like, gossiping, yeah. the show doesn't really have much, if any, of that, which is nice, because I kind of thought it would. Yeah, and there's, like... That's... Uh, yeah, one that's of the, what I thought. Yeah. yeah. That's what I've heard. Yeah. One of the characters, like Pat, I guess, is the insert for all of us who aren't a teenage girl. Because <laughs> he's like a main oh, okay. character, but he's like an adult. Um, cool. He's played by... Uh, oh, man. I don't know how I always forget his name. Luke Wilson, I think. Oh, okay. Yeah, okay. So um, he's a bit older. Quite older. Yeah, yeah. He, he yeah. He's like the other major character besides the titular star girl. Mm-hmm. Um... And uh, Doom Patrol season two hit, and that is amazing, man. That is it. Second right. season hit the ground sprinting, like it's you know just as high quality wow. as the first season, if not more so. So I just finished Titans, like season one. Oh, did I'm you? A bit slow. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, just season Titans one, which I enjoyed. Yesterday, pal. Um. <laughs> I know, but no, I enjoyed it though. But I'm I'm slowly getting towards uh, Doom Patrol and Swamp Thing, and oh, then yeah. Stargirl. I will get to that. But um, I think since I finished season one, I think I'll jump onto Doom Patrol now. Uh, but uh, yeah, I thought Titans was really good. I mean, I would if I was you, I would hop onto Titan season Swamp two. Th- oh, okay. Because you Cause just of, finished season Super one. Yeah, fresh. So it's going to be eh? fresh in your mind because a lot of the time when I was watching, because I didn't rewatch Titan season one. So when I was watching Titan season two, I was like, oh wait, was this a thing in the uh, first season or not? So I think you're better yeah, off. Yeah, totally get what you mean, but. That. On the other side, you know, I want a bit of variety, you know? Yeah, if you want to break from Titans. Mm, But you're right. I mean, you're absolutely right as well. There are things where you jump on season two. It's like, hang on, it's been months since I've watched season one. I can't remember what the hell's going on. But I'll see see how we go. Um, But, yeah, no, that sounds good. So Doom Patrol season two sounds like it's it's rollicking. Jeez, I was listening to another podcast, and they were again lauding how cool Doom Patrol is. So I... I've got to, I've got to get onto it. Um, yeah, and I, Stargirl I really like seems it. to be getting really good reviews. So yeah, I mean, very the, encouraging. The rate Doom Patrol's going, I might even end up liking it better than Daredevil season one. So really, we'll see, we'll see if it can maintain that uh, quality. Yeah. Don't get me wrong, I loved it. Like uh, obviously, I love yeah, Daredevil of course. season one. If uh, that's what I'm using one is as n- the comparison. Yeah, yeah. Uh, One's not exclusive um, with the other. So like. Uh, so, yeah, like I guess Daredevil season one for me is like the the best comic related yep. show I've ever seen. So I thought you were about to say the best comic relief. I'm going, geez, that's uh, that's pretty dark. No, <laughs> um, yeah. you know, but I do have a couple of issues with Daredevil season one, which we won't talk about here. Yeah, but sure. we could talk yeah. about it for a long time. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, cool. Yeah, no, that's great. That's that's really good to hear about Doom Patrol. They they seem like a funky crew. Um, and it's kind of Superman of... related, because there's a Superman reference in Doom Patrol. There's only oh, one. Oh, is there? Only one, and the line one is... One of the characters? 
Uh, one of the characters says, if stupidity was a superpower, you'd be Superman. That's like the only reference he gets, but... Oh, out of the two seasons... Oh, well, well, they're about, what, five episodes in now, aren't they? Uh, Episode four came out today. Okay. Um, But there's, like, there's a couple of references to, like, Batman and the Flash, though, so... Those are characters that exist in the universe. Yep. Um, Cool. Yeah. I don't expect them to ever show up, though. Cause oh no! Be weird. <laughs> like it wouldn't really yeah. work. I think. Um, oh, it was cool to see uh, a slightly demented Batman in Titans. The end of Titans. As opposed you to remember that demented Batman. <laughs> 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 yeah, no, I I do remember that actually. Um, that was pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. I actually do get um, Bruce Wayne in season two, which is nice. Oh yeah, the guy from Game of Thrones. Yeah. Yeah. Which, okay. you know, yeah. Yeah, I guess I guess you'll see Dick has just a lot of issues with Batman. <laughs> yeah, well, it um, seems like it, yeah. 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 Dick is a dick in Titan, <laughs> you know. Um, yeah. But uh, anyway, enough about all that. Uh, shall we move on to our main event? Absolutely more. Right, so we we're are on... continuing. Yes. Sorry, yes. Sorry, you go. Oh, just for that, we're, we're continuing our journey through All-Star Superman. Connor, and yes, which uh, which parts are we going to be looking at tonight? So we are on uh, issues, episodes, whatever you want to call them, seven and eight today. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I guess, shall we get started? Do you want to fly off to uh, Bizarro World? Yeah, absolutely. And just quickly, these two seem to be quite related. I guess you could argue the the ones that we've done so far up to this point, they've really been like one and dones, right? Um, so these are the the two most intimately connected. Oh, I mean, this is a two part. I mean, yeah, yeah, that's what if I mean. If that like, even applies, because the whole thing is connected, but it is right. The whole thing is a whole thing unto itself. But these are, I mean, the fact that it's both Bizarro themed, um, I think, I think they've got strong ties to each other. Yeah, yeah. All right. So uh, up or up, down? Up. Oh, down, 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 and, down, and, down. and home. Uh, home. <laughs> <laughs> The swamp, more than merely a place. It is a churning, seething, bubbling bed of life, of which you are a part. Once you were a man, a chemist named Ted Salas, until one little experiment went somewhat awry, and you changed. The serum that was to have made you a super soldier, combined with the strange forces in the swamp, to make you over into this, a shambling, mindless mockery of your former humanity. The macabre man-thing. Man-Thing was created in the early 1970s to capitalize on the growing monster craze, but under writer Steve Gerber it became something quite different. Experimental, surreal, and very, very weird. It was something I loved as a kid, but does it still hold up today, four decades after its initial publication? So join me, Paul Matthew Carr, as I attempt to make sense of this cult classic and analyze each issue, putting it in the context of the time it was written and comparing it to the standards of today. And maybe you, too, can come to love the world's second most famous swamp-based comic book character as much as I do. 
the nexus of all realities, a Man-Thing podcast, a twice-monthly dive into the bizarre. Being bizarro, Leo Quintum continues searching the Underverse and senses something big coming. Superman releases the Sun Eater from his Fortress of Solitude over Mars when Bizarro clones attack him from a nearby cube version of the Earth. The Bizarros attack Metropolis, but Steve Lombard finds out he is immune to their touch. Superman arrives and fights a Bizarro version of Superman who claims he doesn't want to fight. Quintum explains he believes they are weak to yellow sunlight, which is why they attack at night. Superman saves Lois Lane, Jimmy Olsen and Perry White from Bizarro clones before flying off to their planet to send them back to the Underverse. On Bizarro World, Superman meets Zibaro for the first time. Right. Mm. So, like all or most Bizarro stories, this is confusing. (laughs) Yes, I... I yeah, I found I had to pay particular attention to the dialogue. Well, you have um, to you which... have to be a bloody Bizarro translator to like mm. go through the issue, um, <laughs> which yeah. is you know uh, I'm not complaining. I'm just saying like yeah, it's it's very uh, head spinning. <laughs> yeah, oh yeah, for sure, and it's apparent for anyone. I'm sure for anyone who reads it that you it's it's not an easy read. You know, in air quotes. Uh, as yeah, if the someone goes issues. through this, just understanding everything like straight away, I'd have some questions. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, there were there were moments in it where I would look at it, and whenever any of the Bizarro characters would say no, I would just say, okay, then I can just like take the no out of their words, and I can understand what they're saying. But other times, they'd actually say the opposite words yeah. to what they mean, and so just another layer of really kind of just giving a little thought as to what they what they truly mean yeah because like as as you said about the nose they were easy cues but then sometimes you had to piece together like okay are these words as you said are these words opposite or are they not opposite do they mean warm when they say cold or do they actually just mean cold because there's like a no put before it yes so that 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 aspect was um you know, interesting. It was interesting to decipher like mm. what was going on sometimes. Um, yeah, I mean, but cause... for me though, that I think that really comes into play more in in uh, episode or issue eight. Um, yeah, with, with oh, definitely. Yeah, I mean, with seven, I think the main takeaway for me was again uh, the beautiful art. Um, it was quite action packed. I really liked the action. Um, yeah, and, and yeah, I mean, there, there was uh, a bit. Uh, there was a bit of the bizarro speak there, uh, but certainly more in the in issue eight. It was a bit harder to understand. I think, yeah, the, these two issues are very interesting because there's a lot of humour in them, but it's also, I don't know, there's just something kind of bleak about it. Oh, for sure, absolutely. Um, um, I think by the end of eight, it, it, it I don't know, it, it gets quite. Um, I don't know, I don't want to say emotional, but it it does really... You do feel for a lot of the... Well, I felt for Zabaro. Um, mm. uh, and, like, is, you know, is Zabaro... Obviously, because the, the whole thing here in All-Star is, like, you know, Superman's on, like, the solar hero's journey. Mm. 
and part of the solar hero's journey. So solar hero is like, you know, um, from like, uh, Heracles to, uh, who was it? Like Jesus, mm-hmm. um, like, you know, King Arthur, maybe all these figures. Buffy. And part of the, like, <laughs> <laughs> no, or, or maybe I haven't seen all of Buffy, but, um, they have these, a lot of their trials and tribulations are facing reflections mm-hmm. of themselves. Yeah. So, and obviously it's, that's evident with Superman's rogue gallery, like, you know, General Zod. Oh, yeah. Um, you know, Brainiac, stuff like that. And obviously, in this book, we have that. We have Samson and Atlas. Mm-hmm. Yes. Who, who were, like, aspects of Superman. Yeah. And uh, Zabaro, I think, is one of the biggest ones, because it's like, is this sort of... Because he's going on about a lot of stuff that Superman would have experienced. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, but I, I, I guess we'll get into that properly in issue eight. Yeah, no, for sure. Um, but I felt like, was this, this whole thing, was this kind of like, I mean, it's, it's the whole thing, I don't, I'm not going like too deep for you or anything, but was the whole thing kind of like symbolic of Superman's state of mind? Like maybe his depression over dying, you know, since everything was so, um, I'm talking about, like, bizarre world specifically. Yeah. Really. Like, is that kind of how Superman is feeling I, I think, at this point in the story? I think it's alluded to with the fact that, uh, I can't remember if it's issue seven or eight, but it's kind of explained what happened after issue six uh, and after um, uh, Clark uh, basically had met Lex Luthor in Death Row, and he yeah. kind of... After going through that and talking with Lex, <clears throat> being reminded, or, or, or actually revealed that Lex um, is the one responsible for for killing or killing him, uh, yeah. I think then he does bring that aboard, bring that on board uh, in this thing, and certainly you can see some mm. sort of parallels and some symbolism there of of how he's feeling. Um, there, there are a lot more. I, I found a lot. Uh, with other parallels with Zabaro and Superman, with just basically that kind of alienation that that he yeah. experiences, and and what you think is one of the running threads with Superman of, of being you know the literal alien um, on his world. Yes, but it, yeah. it's pretty much it. His it is his world, you know, because he grew up in it. All mm. this identity. So yeah, yeah, yeah. There, there's a lot of stuff kind of going on with that. Yeah, and I guess like it, it, I remember the first time I ever read this. I didn't really get any of that at all. It was kind of like a surface thing to me. Mm. But on this read, I definitely... I guess we got kind of the same impressions. Yeah. Um, actually, I did find something here uh, in the interview oh. about the... Uh, uh, kind of about, like, because one of the things... Because I remember Morrison saying something about how this is the only... These two issues are the only ones that show Metropolis at night time in the series. Um, which has a practical effect to it being, uh, as mentioned in the synopsis, I think the Bizarros come out at night as well. Um, yeah. Because of the oh, synopsis. Yeah, yep. definitely. Um, but he, here he says, so this is also talking about the 12 labors as well, mm-hmm. which is, a, again, a solar hero thing. Um and so he says, you may notice that the labors take place over a year, with the solo hero's descent 
into the darkness and cold of the underverse occurring at midwinter Christmas time. That's also the only point in the story where we ever see Metropolis at night. It can also be seen as the sun's journey over the course of a day. We open in blazing sunshine, but halfway through the book at the end of issue 5, in fact, the solar hero dips below the horizon and begins the night journey through the hours of darkness and death before his triumphant resurrection at dawn. That's why issue 5 ends with the boat into the underworld and 6 begins with the moon. Clark Kent is crossing the threshold into the subconscious world of memory, shadows, death, and deep emotions. Oh, wow. So we were right, actually. Mm. Um, but that, that's even taking it a step further because, yeah, of course that issue 6 uh, does come in between his uh, uh, interaction with Lex, but by having him go to the moon, that I didn't, I mean, didn't, didn't grab that, but that, um, that's pretty cool. Yeah, yeah, like it's it's a nice visual mm. representation of it because it didn't click with me either. But I guess it makes sense because these past three issues have been very much, um, or well, issues five and six were very much about death, mm. I suppose. Yes, and you know, as we just talked about, these issues might kind of reflect his state of mind. Not that we get any like Superman monologues or anything, but. Uh, no, I think we see it through the through the Bizarro world and Zibaro, who I love. I love Zibaro. I love the name. <laughs> yeah, yeah, kind of uh, uh, rolls off the tongue as well, some in some weird way. But um, yeah, yeah, no, it's really good. It's if anything, it's really well, um, for want of a better description, it's really well hidden, like in those layers there, because mm. it really comes across as like the premise and what Superman has to do, uh, essentially. Uh, straightforward yeah it's very straightforward and again apologies listeners we are kind of we are kind of bouncing between seven and eight um only i guess because they're they're so joined they're so joined yeah mm. but um yeah it's so straightforward like he, he needs to get out of the underverse or um he needs to stop the threat in metropolis uh and and take on these bizarros but yeah it's, it's really yeah. cool because underneath all that there's uh, there's this thing that's happening. And Morrison doesn't... I guess he doesn't fall into the trap to make it too on the nose because uh, I like these things which... Uh, look, we've kind of come about it, you know, and, and then... But reading it from Morrison himself uh, in those interviews, yeah. as you say, it kind of validates that, which makes it good, but it's not just immediately apparent. And and I like that. Yeah, I mean, one thing he says, he... Uh, he assumed... Like, he thinks, like you know, uh, his readers are smart, so he doesn't really want to insult mm. them by over-exposition and stuff. Yeah. Um, and I think it works because, as I said, I didn't get any of that from my first read. Mm-hmm. But now I do, and I just think that adds to the book for me. You know, I can read it on a, like, on a reread, you know, I can always pick up mm. new things, which I think is a nice plus. And, like, you know, how... Uh, a lot of these stories on the surface level may be self-explanatory, but he has this deep sort of underlying, uh, these deep underlying themes and this journey going on throughout the whole book, mm-hmm. which links it all together and stuff. And yeah. it's really neat. <laughs> yeah, it's and it's no like, um, it's no, I think, it's no happenstance that, for instance. Uh, we're dealing with Superman going into the underverse as well. Not to say that he's going mm-hmm. to hell, but it, it really is a taking a leap from when he was kind of riding that boat with Lex's daughter, which very seemed mm. would seem very much like you know the River Sticks and stuff. Uh, yeah. The underverse kind of has connotations of 
of you know the after, the the other side of life, you know, whether it be heaven or hell or whatever. Yeah. Um. So or even. Sorry, go oh, on. No, sorry, that's go on. I was just saying, like, even if briefly skipping to issue eight, like, I noticed that the sky and the background is very red. Mm, yes, I <laughs> in, noticed uh, that too. Bizarre world. Yeah, while reading yeah. it, uh, and it's clever because again. Um, there's the thing with Superman making mention that his powers are slowly diminishing because the red spectrum is coming up. And so it kind of feeds into that kind of mm. myth for him and how he kind of loses flight then vulnerable uh, invulnerability. Um, but yeah, yeah, by all means as well. I, I did think that when I was reading it, it's going, Oh, this is very kind of <laughs> underworldy. Yeah. Yeah. Which is great. I, I loved it. And I yeah. guess we'll get, we'll, might get into that more in issue eight yeah um but uh yeah so the cover of being bizarro lots of mayhem mm-hmm. uh you know yeah good cover it's, oh, it's a I great mean, cover i mean <laughs> it's, I th- it's chaos I th- yeah and i think the the good remarkable thing from this is the the level of detail i mean quietly yeah. always puts in a fair bit of detail but with this kind of chaos happening and I only just noticed it, there's that um, character we see later in the issue where she gets kind of like her face kind of globbed, you know, when she gets touched by the Bizarro um, figure. She's yeah. she's back. Is she like a regular? Well, she can't be a regular character. No, I don't. I don't think so. I didn't recognise her. Yeah, because she was quite um, vocal <laughs> in the scene. So I don't know. She just seemed to have a big character, a big personality. So when she kind of got, well, let's say, <laughs> thrown out the window, bizarre. yeah, bizarre. Uh, oh well, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> thrown out the window. I was like, ooh, I go, ooh. I was thinking, should I be feeling something for, like, was she like a, at least a second tier character? But anyway, um, this cover's great. I like I, it. I did not recognise it. Yeah. But yeah, no, no, good cover. So and I like. So we start off and we actually have. Uh, they're following up from threads in issue four. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Jimmy Olsen issue, because Leo Quintum and assistant, they're actually looking for the bizarre engineer that fell in to the underverse. Right, yeah, because I could not make sense of the images at the top, the top and the bottom panel of the first page. It seems to be something had happened there. Is that someone stuck in some rock? I think I think that's the, the uh, engineer. Didn't the yeah yeah I think that's the engineer. And did he? I think he fell in with a bunch of debris and stuff, so I think he's kind of like... Oh, okay. Right. ...wrapped and impaled on it. I mean, I'm guessing the laws of physics aren't really the same mm, yeah. in the Underverse, but I, I don't know. Like, it's kind of vague. Yep. And... and um, Which works, because it was vague in sort of getaway oh, yeah. stuff. <laughs> yeah, true. And then, because I guess it was slightly misleading for me anyway, because uh, Quintum is in that vehicle, uh, and then the third panel, it looks almost as if... It's minuscule compared to what the green engineer and the rocks are meant to be because they hit like some rocks and and I thought that was part of the the conglomeration of that engineer and the rock. Is it? I think they might be miniature. Okay. Yeah. Right. Because they do mention like micro singularity. Oh, okay. To the micro. Maybe, maybe that's the only way they can get through the. Oh, okay. I don't. Know. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That's just the. It's the impression I got, but I don't really have anything to back it up. No. No. <laughs> I mean, anything goes really in in this sort of yeah um, science. So yeah. Yeah. Um. But it was good to see the sun eater again. Again, that's another tie. 
Man, it's 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 so cool how Superman has what looks like this cosmic monstrosity as like a pet. Yeah, and and there's no dialogue here. The beauty of it is that there seems to be a connection that they've made, a bond. Mm. Um, it's almost as if it does not want to get away from Superman, and he's kind of yeah, tenderly going, "No, no, you, you've got to go." Yeah, yeah. So that was... and I, I found that like I found that really touching, to be honest, because mm. like it's it the thing like it's by our standards, it's ugly, it's horrible, it's scary, mm. and. You know, it has this bond with the opposite of that, like the epitome of, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, what what we desire in a person, and they just, well, yeah, yeah I, I thought it was really nice. Oh yeah, and the, the the artwork is just phenomenal. Artwork is great, and 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 on the flip side of that as well, it's this uh, it shows, I guess, the character of Superman um, looking past all of that, and actually, you know, oh yeah, um, being definitely. far better than 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 the likes of many of us. By looking past all that and and um, really seeing the the genuine, I guess, character of the of the beast uh, within, so he tames it. Yeah, uh, yeah, and it's it's they they have a nice, it's like you know Superman's dog. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> yeah, this eater of sons. Um, but yeah, it's really nice to see like the compassion, like his compassion on display mm. here for all living things. Yes, really. Um. But uh, maybe we'll see the Sun Eater again. Yes. Who knows? <laughs> but uh, r- really nice two pages here, though. Mm. Like, I think there's some of my favourite art Yes. of Quitley's here. Yeah, very nice. And the uh, colours as well. The, co- the colours yes. really... Yes, oh, absolutely. Yeah, we got to give credit mm. to the colourist. I think it's easy. Is, uh... Yeah, it's easy to call out um, Frank quietly, but, um, yeah, the colours are... They really make... Especially the cosmos and space... Jamie Grant Jamie on the Grant. colours for this whole series. Oh, Jimmy Grant. Yeah. Who, who definitely deserves credit, because you, you always hear Morrison and Quitley getting credit, but mm. a lot of... I think a lot of it is the colours as well. Yeah. I don't know how well it would work with a different colourist. Yeah. yeah. Me too. Um, but yeah, I love Superman getting mobbed by Bizarro. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they just come streaming out. one of those days. Yeah, streaming out. And then... And a beautiful splash page, and I just love it because it mm. is—it's just so so over the top, isn't it? With Bizarro, so this this cube, oh, the cube, the cube world. <laughs> it just yeah, why not? I mean, I love the cube world. It's it's—is that a thing? <laughs> is that or is this first seen yeah. here? Okay, so no, uh, the the cube world is old school. Oh, okay, um, yeah. Bizarro even got like a little spin-off at one point on Bizarro World, which is as confusing as oh jeez, um, just. Yeah, but, uh, you know, I mean, like, there's a very sort of, um, I don't know, like, in that, that panel where Superman gets mobbed, this kind of looks like that, you know, these damn souls taking him to the underworld or something. Mm. Oh, yeah. Um, cause the, just the way they're sort of, I don't know, I guess I've just kind of seen that in, like, um, I can't try to remember the specific thing, but for some reason that that's the that's what uh, struck me mm-hmm. about that anyway, because they're sort of like these formless um, monstrosities, yeah, <laughs> for lack of a better term. Oh no, for sure. Um, but uh, not that they're they're not actually evil or anything; they're just misunderstood. Opposite. But I do like the perspective as well. It's all topsy turvy. Yes, on the spread page. 
Well, that's a good point, yeah, because it just adds to the the nature of these characters. Uh, it, it puts yeah. the reader off off kilt because it's it really it's not in any particular perspective that we're used to. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. No, it's not. It's it's like it's not just upside down. It's sideways. Sideways. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. No, it's good. But you know, while, while Superman's getting mobbed by Bizarros, we go to Metropolis, and we're at that party. Yeah. So, what is the? Um, and I don't know. I can't remember if it was explained in the next issue or not, Connor. But uh, so, how come they are landing in Metropolis? Are they? They're being spouted out of of the underverse, right? And that's a problem. There's some sort of um, anomaly there, which is why Superman eventually goes to the underverse. Well, they want to turn. Um, I know they want to turn everyone into Bizarros. Okay. Because he does mention that in Bizarro speak, but like I think it's because they mention that like this. They mention that the Bizarro planet is kind of one entity mm. a few times. Um, and it sort of goes around, like, eating planets, don't they say, at one oh, point? Okay, I could, yeah, I, I can't recall that, but yeah, so they could well do, yeah. I think it's trying to sustain itself off Earth. Because there's all that... Turn them all into bizarros to avoid the all-night, maybe? Okay. I don't even know, to be honest. Like, yeah, I mean, because I, I, I picked up the all-night thing, and I was just wondering, why are they recruiting for, you know... Um, whether when they're all just gonna you know diminish once the all night appears unless of course as you say by recruiting more they're kind of going to do something to resist the all night but uh, yeah anyway well they did mention in episode eight due to um they did mention that like the all night was happening because they weren't able to feed ah okay okay that that was um, mentioned. I guess I'll, I'll disclose, to listeners. I think I read this like an hour ago, yes, yeah. or an hour and a half ago. So it's a bit fresher in my head. Yes, but um, yeah, I, I, yeah, I read so it not that the, long ago as well. But I guess the bizarro speak really kind of <laughs> really throws me. But yeah, I, yeah, I, I spent a while on the bizarro speak as well, and like that's yeah, they did mention stuff okay. like that. It never really spells it out unless it does spell it out just in bizarre speak but yeah the mm-hmm. definite impression i got was that it goes around feeding on plants and it was feeding on metropolis okay. and turning people into bizarros which would somehow avert the all night mm. thing um, basically they're doing it for survival yes that age-old this is the reason. important thing i guess yeah yeah um and this <laughs> this lady uh I mean, <laughs> well, she's, as I said, she's got quite a bit of character. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, it just I, it surprised me um, when she got. I'll let you take this one because I don't even know. Um, huh? Uh, um, <laughs> but uh, just, just you, you can talk about the lady, and I'll, I'll yeah. chip in. Oh, uh, just that um, she seems to. Well, she's one of the more vocal ones at this party. I mean, Jimmy's kind of just staring outside. He's the one that sees the. I guess the mayhem that uh, that begins outside with a huge crash and the Bizarro's landing, but she's just like telling this I don't know this story about um, uh, about Christmas uh, and and restraint. Uh, she, I don't know she's talking about eating, drinking, and being merry. Tomorrow we diet, right? And, and anyway, so I found it quite amusing. I thought she's she's quite funny. Um, 
Anyway, so they're all, all going on about it. Um, but yeah, Jimmy sees these. I mean, I don't want to, not to offend any listeners, but I think Morrison's kind of telling a fat joke here. Yeah, I think he is as well. Yeah, yeah, for sure. <laughs> Which I found funny, personally. But, um, um, you know. Yeah. But anyway, so, uh, they're having some giggles at the party as well. Um, uh, yeah, that's the Daily Planet party. Yeah, Perry, uh, Perry White. Lois, Cat Grant, Steve Lombard, Lois, yep. Jimmy Olsen. Oh, yeah, Cat Grant. Is that, Jimmy's... Is that the... Sorry? I was going to... Sorry. Uh, yeah, Cat Grant's the blonde yep. lady. I think Morrison's right. Morrison did turn Jimmy into a pretty cool dude. Well, yeah, he's not he's, he's not the boss. He doesn't seem I... like such a nerd. Yeah. I mean, there is that other take of him, isn't it? Being a bit of a nerd. But he's he's got a bit of... Well, even, even in his own... like that take. But... Sorry? Oh, I was going to say, not that I mind that take at all. Oh, uh, yeah, I mean, like, I, I like it. Yeah, no. I don't really mind that as well. But I do like his his character in in this run. Um, yeah, especially it feels like he's kind of grown up yeah. from that version of himself, which I like. Yeah, and he's not like he's a bit he's a bit kooky. Like you know, he was kind of cross dressing and stuff in his in his uh, in that issue of his and <laughs> worse dressed and I don't know. He's just he he is. He's still kind of an outsider, but a little, a little bit of a different outsider, rather than say like. I think a, his intelligence is on display. Mm. His ingenuity. Yeah. You know, he, he's not as Morrison said, like a damsel in distress. Yeah. Yeah. At this point, like you know, he's sort of he's become like an accomplished. Yes. Like a journalist, or well, whatever he's doing. Um, yeah. <laughs> and, and well, he's got a plan for everything. Like he's the one that kind of steers the the the, the party. Up to the roof, mm. uh, which at first I thought was very counterintuitive, and I first thought that he was doing that because uh, he he recognised the Bizarros, and so he was thinking of, of, you know, what what is the opposite of what would be what would be safe. But right. we later learned that oh, oh, he's he's got you know he's got plans up there anyway, so that's good. Um, but anyway, the Bizarros come, and what I found was quite disturbing when they grabbed this woman who was making the jokes. And they and it starts forming into kind of her, but her face because they grab her on the face. Her face and her hands seem to be stuck with with her skin, and her eyes are no longer there. Her mouth is kind of all contorted. So the Bizarros have done by assimilating her appearance. They've kind of left her. I don't even know what she ended up being. Just, I mean, she died anyway. Unfortunately, oh, she she became a Bizarro herself. I mean, she doesn't have that kind of uh, chalky countenance but um but she she screams out and bizarro yeah she's starting to become a bizarro yeah and then Steve... great caesar's ghost one might say um... yeah uh yeah and they just uh off he uh, steve lombard just kind of hurls her out like a football i guess he says. we don't we don't get up to because like the kind of immediate story wraps up in these two episodes but we don't really get to see the aftermath of um, this problem being gone, no. so maybe that'll be expanded upon in issue nine. Like, what happened to all the people that got? Yeah. Did they just revert back, or are they all dead? You know? Yeah. Oh, I'm just um, looking here. It's so hilarious. I did just noticed. Um, there's one panel here where the Bizarros are changing the spelling of McDonald's, and that <laughs> looks like they're going to make it the, the other way around. But they've just got it all over the place. It's yeah. <laughs> That's and obviously the. The bizarre Santa chasing urchins with a knife. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it just, it's just really weird. Um, 
Yeah. Uh, sometimes it's not. I didn't just... notice them changing the sign, yeah. though. That's pretty funny. <laughs> that is funny. Yeah. <laughs> and just, uh, and you can actually see, yeah, the cubed, um, the cubed world just hovering above. Um, yeah, the, the Bizarre Galactus. Bizarre, yeah. Um, Eater of Worlds. Yeah. Could, what would happen if Galactus ate Bizarre World? Oh. <laughs> what would happen to him? <laughs> he'd be infected. He'd be, uh, he'd be all crazy. Bizarro, that'd be great. Um, <laughs> he starts regurgitating planets instead of eating them. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Man, I got to write the next Marvel DC crossover. <laughs> if they'll ever have one, but yeah, yeah, yeah too angry at each other. Um, but uh, yeah, so Steve, yeah, Steve Lombard throws her out the window <laughs> like a football. <laughs> to be fair, yeah, like a football. Um, and he seems to be immune to the bizarre Yeah, thing. so that has to be mm. explained later on, surely. It, yes. I, I really love um, when they're going up the stairs, you see the bizarre emptying the bin. Yes. And there's just like a plant upside down on the desk. <laughs> uh, yeah, he's got a party hat on as well, so a lot of the revelers have yeah. been turned, uh, turned into bizarros. Yeah, it's, it's a lot of simple but like effective humor it's just uh drawn very well yeah stuff i think oh, i think I mean, so bizarre has always cracked me up though um, yeah well, but, one little uh, thing again i'm going to bring it back because i want to yep. tie it into before a little quibble from frank quietly's thing again he seems to draw them in like empty rooms like that party that they were in looked pretty bare to me to me um you know that the, the hmm. six of them and then later on uh, you know, it's just a small slight. I mean, then there's a pan out when when Lombard says, "Look, went uh, threw out a window like a football," and you still don't see much. Like there's a there's a Christmas tree gone there, um, but it's funny because he just he populates all the other kind of environments quite well. I mean, you yeah, look at, this... like, look at the street, exactly. but it's the office buildings that seem to stump him. Yeah, uh, I guess. Um... Yeah. I mean, obviously, I don't know if this is a legitimate defense of it or not, but they do say, like, Cat uh, is like, this party sucks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I want to leave. Yeah. So, you know, may- maybe the bear room has something to do with that, oh, or yeah. maybe it's just quietly uh, you gotta, not caring about office space. i got to fire whoever's on the social committee for that. For that um, yeah. And office space is a good movie as well. <laughs> okay. Just saying. Haven't you seen it? The Office Space. Office Space. Yeah, Office it's space. like a comedy about people stuck in like a cubicle job. No, no, no. no. It's like a... It sounds interesting. Okay. It's good. Yeah. yeah if, if you've ever worked those types of jobs, oh, yeah. I understand it's super relatable. Um, cool. But anyway, um, back to Bizarre Office Space. Uh, so, you know, Steve's griping about Superman and then Bizarro crashes down onto the street oh, what an entrance there's actually there's a lot of destruction going oh on. yeah absolutely it's a it's a great crash though i love it yeah uh, there's yeah. a kind of hot pavement just still kind of glowing red as he kind of makes his makes his way to his feet yeah and uh you know bizarro he kind of looks like this monster like this sort of soulless uh you know he, he that they put uh, the uh, they made him creepier yeah. than normal here. I like the the fact that he's got those hollow eyes. Um, um, yeah. I'm assuming that he's not typically portrayed like. I'm assuming he's portrayed, you know, with the chalky skin, 
but not yeah. not as kind of desiccated, and it's pretty cool. No, because he's like a, as I said, like a damn soul, like a zombie or something. Mm. Um, you know, he's a bit more menacing here as well. Yeah, because <laughs> he's like, I'll murder that child. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but obviously, Superman saves him. I, I love, um, I love how Bizarro's heat vision is like ice vision, and yeah. his Arctic breath is like. Hot breath or whatever. Hot it is. breath. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty cool. But again, Superman, and I love it. He's uh, he's very assuring, reassuring. You know, he he takes yeah. the kid, and it's as if he's he's got everything under control. All this mayhem and craziness. Like, no, no, don't worry. I've got everything. Um, you know, everyone's safe. Um, yeah, yeah. Keep morale up while all these weird yeah. monsters are running around. The... And I, I like I like how uh, the fire breath goes out of the panel as well. Oh, yeah. Into the white space. Oh, yeah. I lose a little bit of that because they have framed it on the digital. So See it at the bottom of the page? Yeah, I do, yeah, but it, it gets cut off. Like, it goes outside the panel. Whereas I'm assuming on your book it goes all the way to the spine, right? Yeah, it, it goes into the spine of the book. So mm. it's not awkward. Uh, <laughs> yeah, but no, that's it's great. I love it. Yeah, I love it. How actually the the ice vision goes over it as well. Hmm. Mm. Oh cool. yeah, I just noticed yeah. that. Yeah, that's cool. Um. Yeah, and uh, yeah, so like a little cool fight here. Yeah, the effects here are great. I mean, I like the the breath on Superman. It's kind of very kind of liquidy. Yeah, yeah. On him. Um, but he he showcases his new powers. I'm assuming that's some sort of electricity. I think that's him extending his bio field, ah, like he right. did in the first issue. Mm-hmm. Yes, as he was flying, but here I guess you see it a bit using a bit it as like an offensive weapon. Yeah. 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 Yeah, it's pretty pretty um, cool. Know. Like, so this is a nice little action packed. Like this invasion, the, the the city invasion is a nice little premise to to have a bit of action. Yeah, um, it's almost like a zombie takeover as well. You got all these. <laughs> it, a bit, yeah, it is. Yeah. Um. You know that that's so crazy though. Like, uh, just a brief tangent. Uh, zombies as we know them, you know, the infection, the mindless hordes. Mm-hmm. Like that just wasn't a thing until Night of the Living Dead, nineteen sixty-eight. You know, yeah, like right. that didn't exist beforehand. George Romero made that up, and they were called ghouls at the time because zombies before that, they were like the voodoo zombies yes. and stuff. You know, yeah. mm. so it's such a ingrained thing in popular culture. Well, not pop, just popular culture, just in culture, and it's very recent. Oh yeah, um, and and of course, Kirkman's Walking Dead has just kind of. Fatigued everyone. <laughs> <laughs> well, no. If you go back to to season one and and uh, a lot of the the successful seasons, yeah, um, really put put zombies on the map as yeah. well. You, you see a slew of imitation, yeah, uh, zombie TV shows. Uh, you know, no surprises as to who they're copying. Well, uh, it was also like, I mean, obviously George Romero's Dawn of the Dead stuff like mm-hmm. that put zombies on the map, and then yep. Yep. heaps of knockoffs. Then yep. for a while, and then we get to 28 Days Later. 
which yes. is a big thing. And then, you know, then, then Walking Dead is probably the next one after that, yeah. which was big. Yeah, 28 Days kind of revolution, uh, like, kind of modernised, right, in a way. I remember it being the big difference because they, they kind of, they sprinted at you. <laughs> and it was kind of yeah. another new scare. Um, I just find it funny that Greenpeace, uh, or whatever, <laughs> something like that caused it. Because they, um. Oh, yeah, because they wanted to. Free the monkeys, but the, monkey free the had monkeys the virus yeah. or something. Yep. Um, yeah. The rage virus. Ooh. Yeah. Yeah. But, um. Yeah. The, these bizarro, you know, creatures are, are no less dangerous. It's a, it's, they don't have to eat your brains. It's just touching you. Uh, yeah. A bit of a problem, unless, of course, you're Steve Lombard. Yes, we'll find out why. Mm. Mm. But I do like them. I thought I think it's funny them getting chased up the stairs. I do like that. Um, and then they get to the blimp. <laughs> yeah. So this was this was Jimmy's plan. Um, yeah. And yeah. So this is obviously this negates everything that I had previously thought while I was reading it, thinking that he was doing something counterintuitive because he has a plan. Uh, with the blimp, which is which is pretty cool, um, mm. uh, yeah. So they they get in it. Um, Bizarre is being punched into the well into space. <laughs> yes, yeah, yeah. That was uh, again. I love that perspective because mm. it's just a bit off kilter. You see, <laughs> you see the little tooth come out as well <laughs> i just noticed that wow that's yeah, so that's well i think because when i first read it I, I did pick up that he had been punched but i guess you i was thinking like would people be confused as to what's happening here so i think the tooth is a real kind of a little hint as to okay, yeah okay he has been hit and off he goes um so again nice these little attention to detail that quietly does to, to actually make sure that you understand what's happening um, yeah, very accomplished. Well, some, some guy on the internet was trying to argue that Superman never punches or uses violence in this entire book. And I'm oh, like, really? dude, he broke Samson and Atlas's arms <laughs> for, yeah. for messing with his girl in like yeah. issue three. And he's like, oh, that's different. Punching someone's worse. Well, he punched Bizarro. So there you yeah. go, Mr. The... Internet person. <laughs> How is not breaking your arms like any worse i like, don't know i think they really just wanted to win the argument um, yeah. oh jeez. <laughs> but as i said morrison as morrison himself said he didn't want superman to like not use violence so mm. yeah when it's know, needed unfortunately you need to punch bizarre into space sometimes you have to or break some people's arms for fooling around time. <laughs> well, that that's a little, <laughs> a little less justifiable. But anyway, um, yeah, uh, and then we get yeah. I mean, like, so the Bizarros, they're all all after. They just want more more bodies. Yeah, more bodies. They are acting uh, a lot like zombies. Yeah, they're kind of just pounding on the uh, helicopter and stuff. Um, and see, so I'm assuming that they're not slow as well. Like what we just kind of mentioned about 28 Days Late, I'm assuming they've got normal speed, which would yeah, be quite, sc- quite seem- scary. Yeah. I think so, but they seem to be, like, shambling mm. as well. <laughs> shambling. I mean, that's, yeah. you know, just Sh- Shuffling around. and ambling? Yeah, shuffling, yes. And ambling, so shambling. Yes. <laughs> um, that's the vibe I get. So they're fast, but they're just, like, uncoordinated. Yeah, yeah. They do look a bit um They're not awkward. marathon runners, like, 28 days later. 
Yeah, yeah exactly. Jump some hurdles while they're at it. This is really cool. And so, but the thing, okay, I'm just looking at these. So we, we get a little um, shot of Quintum again. Yeah. So he's he's in the underverse still, um, shooting. I think it looks like it. because so, of the lighting, yeah. it does. Yeah. Look like... And so he's under attack. I mean, they've lost their ship, and they seem they seem to be uh, stranded somewhere. Well, they got like a little makeshift uh, wall there. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But he's still wearing. I think he's still wearing the ship uniform. Mm. So, you might be right. And this, yeah. actually, I'm just doing a quick read now, so that's, sorry, listeners, that's why I'm, I think a lot of this is the explanation of uh, of why they came to Earth, as you mentioned, right? Uh, yellow sunlight appears to make creatures sick, which is why they're attacking. Um... It affects its target and spreads like gangrene. Uh, they're dealing with a planet eater. Yeah. So... Uh, yeah, it's trying, it's trying to mimic, to mimic the it. Earth and appear less threatening as it moves in for the kill. Yeah. Um, so, you know, and we do see the looming uh, cube <laughs> yes. descending on the Earth, uh, which I think is pretty cool. It is pretty cool. They use the digital effects there. Mm. Make it kind of look a bit, a little bit otherworldly. Yeah. But, um, no, but so this is predominantly a um, an action an action thing like um with superman having to i guess contain a lot of the the mayhem in metropolis as well as well as save his friends yeah so um so i thought actually he was pulling i thought he was pulling uh the blimp i think he was oh he is okay because he's at yeah. the front of it yeah and then he and but, he puts it on the ground yeah um, but it it didn't it didn't um or maybe they did damage it the uh, the Bizarros, um, which forced him to, to carry it. Damn Fair Bizarros. Um, but, uh, oh, actually, if you look <laughs> onto the blimp, there's a Bizarro, like, falling off, because he was holding on yes, by on the, the rope, it looks like. By the rope, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. To the end, to the very <laughs> end. They're trying. But, I love... um, but again, it's, it's a really, like, it's, I mean, it's not super detailed, but there's enough detail in there that miniature Superman is pretty good. Yeah. Quietly. Anyway. I really like um, this line from Superman. I was like, Superman, wait. Sorry, I was held up. I had to release my son eater back into the cosmos before he outgrew the fortress <laughs> zoo. <laughs> like, yeah, he just yeah. says that so matter-of-factly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> kind of, uh, he's already got, like like any guy, he's got his explanation handy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> any, any, um, any woman there asking where he's been. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Um, yeah, so no, this is cool. Like, uh, look, he saved them basically, but then he, he, he basically the end, the end of this issue is him going, well, I've got to, I've got to kind of nip it in the bud, so to speak. Yeah. Um, I do love yeah. we get here the, um, Steve Lombard is immune. So. Yes. Of course, Lombard's pretending that he's a huge fan of Superman and stuff now that he's here. Even though he's yeah. always dissing him in the back. Yeah. Oh yeah, this bit. Oh, I, I had forgotten about the actual explanation, and that's pretty <laughs> funny. It's pretty funny. So we know those performance pills do more than just you know. If you want to evade a zombie horde, a <laughs> zombie horde, 
you know, start popping those pills, <laughs> then um, you'd be hit with the ladies and you'll be immune. Yeah. To, <laughs> Superman's uh, like, you know, I don't know if I'd recommend those, uh, yeah. you know. <laughs> like, well, there's got to be a faster way to end it by injecting everyone with performance pills. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But yeah. this, Jimmy actually comes up with the idea of how to beat the Bizarros. He comes up with a really cool idea, um, and it is funny now, having read the two issues, how, um, unfortunately, never get, um, Superman doesn't, doesn't get to that stage, at least in these two issues. Well, um, I think he does, because... Does he? Um, isn't like the he, next issue just him He creates... Dying? So what he does, right, is he sort of, he crashes into that pile of bizarres, whatever, but he creates like a a really bright blast mm-hmm. yes and if you see the cube is shining because all the water is shining so all the water is acting as like a giant reflection oh. that takes out all the bizarros on earth so superman okay. did take jimmy's idea and he kind of ran with it ah uh, right that does explain it i'll admit i didn't pick up on exactly what happened until i actually read the explanation that Morrison said that that was Jimmy's idea. I I didn't as well. I I just thought actually, to be honest, because I didn't really, I just thought he shot himself uh, into the underverse to, I I didn't know it had any ramifications for the Bizarros on Earth. I I thought that red thing was just him because he he just went there so quickly. But that that is pretty cool because you do get Quintum with those dead bizarros um, yeah. at his feet, which uh, would explain it. And, um, and the bizarros kind of starting to huff and puff yeah. uh, in that panel above. Okay. But I didn't, yeah. Right. Cool. That's good. Yeah. So, uh, you know, good work, Jimmy. And, uh, good work. I could, uh, I could do a Grant Morrison, Jimmy Olsen, Superman's power series, to be honest. Some cool solutions, but uh, yeah, yeah. So basically, yeah, that's what happens. I mean, Superman goes to fight it at its source, and he does that. Mm-hmm. And uh, I did, oh, yeah, I did not pick that up at all. What, what were you saying about the the water again? So the light reflects off the water on the planet since it's a cube. Oh, of course, okay. And it can, yeah, it reflects back onto Earth like it is a giant sort of mirror holding yeah, the sun. Yeah, right. Oh, that's and, pretty cool. Yeah. yeah, I can see it now. Yep. Yeah, so I, I think that is like a really cool <laughs> That um, is a very sequence. cool... And it's all kind of done, I guess, without any more additional dialogue. So it, it's kind of there for you to... <laughs> to figure out, to, which I didn't figure, to figure out. out which I, I didn't figure it, out yeah. as well, but it, it, it makes sense once you hear it. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah. It's um, cool. But yeah... Superman, come back to me. I will, as soon as I've knocked some sense into that planet up there, Lois. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, the formula for an experimental bizarre repellent is right here on this card I plan to give you. Merry Christmas. Uh, <laughs> I mean, Superman still seems to care about Lois a lot. Um, yeah, he does. You know, even after she was like, um, screw you, you're not Clark. <laughs> oh, yeah, but they had that really, that kind of really nice... Um, time with with you know when her birthday. Uh, and, yeah, and the, I guess he. I guess the difference is he kind of realizes he has no future 
with her. Oh yeah, that of... that as well. Yeah, yeah. Um, oh, which actually reminds me of we'll get to it in the next episode um, about about that Lois and Superman's predicament. Okay. So, yeah. Sure. I don't know what you're referring to, but I'm eager to discuss it, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah. We get, so we get Superman on Bizarro World. Yep. And Bizarro's surrendering, he's waving his little black flag. <laughs> yeah, that's hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, and, and, and this is the only, I think this is the only little bit of, explanation that Morrison does he gives a little bit right if in case people that don't know about bizarros at all you know he just explains that you mean the opposite so yeah it's a little set up because much of this and the forthcoming issue is that there's a lot of bizarro speak the majority of it probably is bizarro mm. speak um, yeah it's all backwards and ugly and yeah uh, um, I do like how Superman tries to fly off he just makes a little dent in the ground. <laughs> How cool is that? Yeah, yeah. It's a nice... And even the panel is kind of um, mm. jolted as he goes down. So I like the panel layout there. Oh, wow. I didn't even notice that. That's really mm. clever. It kind of gives you that sense of he's going up and then down. Yeah. Um, but here also, just the panel proceeding, is that this nice explanation of that red that we were talking about. So I like the way that Superman, i.e. Grant Morrison, has explained, your world's burrowing into the cosmic sink beneath our universe. I love it, the underverse. Yeah. Uh, that's why the sun's light is receding to the red end of the spectrum, which is not good for Superman, mm. um, and the gravitational pull is increasing. So that's why it, it kind of gives you a little explanation straight away uh, why he's not flying yeah. anymore. Even if I don't really get the explanation, I know it's like, okay, yeah, no. that's why. Yeah, yeah exactly. Um, but yeah, no, this is this is good. Um, and then we get... Um, die the, the am rev- good. <laughs> die am good. Yeah. That, was that living is bad? <sighs> no, I think that's uh, dying is bad. Okay. Yes, you don't know which one. Yeah. Um, you don't know what to make. Uh, you have to kind of look at the context of everything. Yeah, yeah, I know. Yeah, because it's like I was just on the fly trying to kind of, yeah, yeah. Um, but Thank then, God uh, we have someone who doesn't speak bizarro. <laughs> yeah, so this is kind of puts you on a, a little bit of a uh, off kilt as well because it's in the black word balloons, but it actually makes sense. <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, and and again, I love this idea that Morrison has given to. So we see basically Zabaro, mm. um, and it's a lovely splash page at the end there. Uh, oh, we'll we'll get into it, say in in, in issue eight because um, he doesn't explain anything here. But pretty funny, pretty cool costume. Understandably, the opposite to Superman's um, red and blue. Yeah, at least. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you got like the yellow. It's, mm-hmm. uh, yeah. And this, this page is actually one of Morrison's favorites in the whole thing as well. It's pretty cool. Um, he, uh, let's see. <laughs> Cause you can see some, okay. I can see Bizarro's, they're burning a couch, which is pretty, <laughs> it's funny. Cause I just, I don't know why, but it, it's just funny. You, I like um, how the, the Bizarro's son 
yeah. is in the background. That's so cool. Um, yeah, because it's like the like it, this this bizarre obviously looks the most like Clark mm-hmm. as well. Because mm-hmm. um, he he still is a Bizarro. He is, but why is he looking like? Why does he look the way he looks, Connor? Why does he look the way he looks? Yeah, well, I'm just, I'm just kind of leading you so we can, because um, oh. I love this, I love this idea uh, that Morrison has. Oh, right, that because he is flawed, a flawed mm. Bizarro, which and, is like, what do you get yeah. when you get like a flawed, imperfect thing? It kind of goes back it. the other way. Yeah, it's so cool, and it's, it's like an anomaly, um, and it's because. What does he say? It's like I, I, I really like the idea mm. because like every million or something, you know, creatures created. There's going to be a like a freak, and he's basically the freak, and he's the complete opposite, which makes him normal. <laughs> One in every five billion copies. Five billion. Is flawed. Yeah, yeah. Unique, different, not mindless. Um, mm. You know, suffering alone in a world of confusion. So like a lot of parallels with Superman, but with a more negative. Yes. Spin. Um, yeah. But also a lot of parallels, um, uh, oh yeah, sorry, yeah, with, with the negative spin, I was, I was just about to say, it's good because he is, like, super-powered above them as well. Yeah, because, yeah, he stands above them. Yeah. The, uh, I guess, uh, so yeah, what Morris says about this page is, like, like, his one of his favourite pages, and he says, you know, Frank designed it so that the eye is pulled down in a swirling motion into the drain at the heart of the image to make us feel that we're being flushed in a spiral down into a nihilistic existential sink. Uh, wow. Frank, Frank gave me that page as a gift and it became weirdly emblematic of strange, dark times in both our lives. Oh, wow. Um, which I think, again, kind of touches on what we were talking about, how this is a sort of twisted glimpse into Superman's state of mind as mm. well. Yeah. Um, and it's also how all sorts of things which are fun, you know, lots of little players in this story. Um, oh yeah, absolutely. But yeah, Zabara is a great character, and he um, is he a creation? Yes. Of this, yeah, okay. Yeah. Has he been? Has he featured anywhere else? I don't think so. I think it's just Since? been this. Okay, it's a shame. It is a shame, actually. Even even more so, knowing what comes out in um in issue eight. I guess it makes it a bit more special, though, doesn't it? It does, it does, yeah, it does. A little sad. Mm. But, um, yeah, so shall we move on to episode eight? Yeah, let's do it. All right, let me just get my synopsis up. Okay, episode eight, Us Do Opposite. Superman notices Zabaro does not speak backwards like the rest of the inhabitants of Bizarro World. Zabaro explains every so often an anomaly is born who is not like the others. Leo Quintum searches for Superman in the Underverse but tells Lois Lane he is unable to locate him. Superman convinces the other Bizarro men to help him build a ship like the one that helped him flee Krypton to escape their planet. He speaks in negative tense so they can understand it. Superman grows weaker as the atmosphere follows a red spectrum like on Krypton but eventually he is able to be rocketed away back to Earth. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so obviously these synopsis are very brief and they leave a lot out, but you should be reading this anyway before you listen to our mm-hmm. coverage. So, yeah. uh, awesome cover 
It is really cool because um, there's a lot of humour in it. Yeah. Which um, I guess is synonymous with like bizarro natured stories. Yeah. Uh, but it, it's just uh, the expression of Superman on, he, on uh, when he's on that rocket and just the stance of uh, Zubaro. Yeah. Uh, is that Zubaro? Because his costume looks more like Bizarro. No, that's... That's, that's Bizarro. That's Bizarro. That's Bizarro on the yeah, right. Yeah, 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 yeah. And uh, the other one's um, Le, Le Roge, right? Yeah. Le Roge? Uh, yeah, the, the Bizarro Jor-El, yeah. <laughs> which is awesome because Jor-El never died on Bizarro World because, yes. Yeah. <laughs> mm. Yeah, that's um, certainly strange. Did we, unfortunately, we didn't get a Zod, did we? But anyway. Bizarro Zod. He's a pacifist. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's it. Oh, yeah, I've noticed your new Skype picture as well. Um. Oh, thank, thank you. Thank you very much. <laughs> a very angry-looking Zod. Um, Neil. <laughs> yes, Neil. Everyone has um, to kneel. <laughs> it's always with the kneeling, Zod, but, you know... I know, uh, but yeah, and uh, typical quietly here with that. I love, I love the detail of all the rockets, kind of mm. stuffed in the exhaust of the main rocket. What's with really the cookie jar? Makes it, yeah, I have no idea. And there's a bit of cheese under the. Oh yeah, there is <laughs> wheelbarrow that the thing is. Oh yeah, with the square wheels, of course. <laughs> the yeah. square wheels. It's like South Park. They have all the Canadians use square wheels. <laughs> <laughs> No, it's uh, a really good. Um, but also, just leading in from the previous issue, you get the red um, Bizarro Sun, the Cube Sun there as well. Oh uh, yeah, again... since we're on Bizarro World and everything is looking hellish mm. already, yeah. um, you know. And Zabara's introduction was really great. Yeah, uh, can't overstate that enough. Just look at that page, guys. But um, <laughs> yeah, like I love the. Obviously, and the biggest thing about the cover is the obvious bizarre version of Superman's journey from Earth, from Krypton to Earth. Mm. Um, you know, we have, oh, yeah. as an adult, he's tied to a rocket and he's going from Bizarro Cube to Earth and it's all, you know, life has many strange turns, right? <laughs> it does, it does, yeah. Yeah, no, it's, it's good. But I like how in this collection we get a kind of, like, it's not a Superman origin, but it's, like, a bizarro version of his origin, if that makes sense. Like, the events of his origin are told in this issue. Like, a planet's, it's not about to blow up, but he's about to die on the planet, and he has to get sent off to Mm. save him, and it's just this very weird... um... Yeah, it's a weird version of it, isn't it? Um... Yeah. Some would say bizarre, but bizarre, yes. <laughs> but yeah, it is. It, it's a, it's a great. It, it's a, and it's um again. I think it's just it just weaved into the whole story with Morrison. I mean, it's not it's not the focus of the story, but it's certainly there. Mm. And um and there's plenty to kind of take in when you're reading it. I mean, as we mentioned, the parallels between Zabaro and Superman. And, yeah. And basically the simple the simple plot of him actually trying to get off that planet um, and, and him losing, and him slowly losing his powers, which kind of raised the stakes. It's, it's um yeah, it's, it's really good. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, opening shot, of the the Bizarro Cube and its miniature Bizarro Sun. Mm. 
Shimmer is a nice page. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh... <laughs> like how? Like how? How kind of? Um, I guess defeated or demoralized would you be if you were Superman? You have to get off this planet, but you're stuck with a lot of unfortunate fools. Um, and there doesn't seem to be much technology there. I think it's very fortunate that Superman's powers and intellect and stuff had heightened um, yeah. to allow him to actually come up with a, a decent solution. Because otherwise, really... I, mean, I think you'd come we, up with it normally. Yeah? Yeah. Because okay. he was already, like, really smart before. Okay. Um, but I think, like, again, as you said, like, I mean, this... This, like, uh, this point, this issue, like, this is Superman's rock bottom, I think, in this story. Mm. You know? Like, yeah. obviously, it's, on the surface, it's his physical rock bottom, and mentally and symbolically, it's rock bottom as well, you know? Yeah. Because, yeah. like, uh, this kind of weird, twisted version of Earth, it's kind of like, it's what depression feels like, you know? Everything around you is just disjointed. Oh, Ugly. Yeah, it, it seems like there's um, no way out, basically. Yeah, and everything, like, there's no beauty or anything, it's just, mm. um, like, kind of like this. This is, like, a very theatrical version of it, but, um, mm. yeah, you know? So, I really like it how it's just sort of uh, all these things put together, and I don't know, it's just a great... Mm. Um, yeah, but I love how... The Bizarros are horrified. Ah, oh, Hanson. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, and we get more of a sense here from Zubaro as well. His plight. Uh, again, yeah. As we mentioned, he's the one in five billion. He's an anomaly. He's flawed. He's imperfect. He's an aberration. But, you know, by Bizarro standards, that makes him basically normal or super. Um but he's so I'm trying to think, you know, how you were mentioning that this is his rock bottom and the symbolism. Uh and Zabaro like he's suffering as well. Like yeah. he he cannot stand being down there or or within this world. Um so he's pleading to Superman. Um you know, uh, he need uh, there's no one to talk to, he's so alone. He, I guess he just wants he wants something. Yeah. Um and I wonder if that's like you know, Superman subconscious or something, or um, or I don't know. It's, it's. I think it. I think it's kind of like a sort of embodiment like a of his kind of yeah. mirror. Yeah, yeah. Of Superman, you know, not not yeah, like Superman his, three, but no, um, but of his thoughts and stuff. Because maybe he has been feeling so alone, um, and yeah, I don't know, and and the thought of his imminent death. Kind of I think there comes a loneliness as well. That there's definitely that, and I think Zabara definitely represents that um, a bit. But I think it's also more a it's a twisted version of how Superman can feel. Yeah, because Superman never like really looks down on the people around him. Oh no, he doesn't. No, yeah, for sure. Like uh, Zabara is doing. Zabara is kind of like a yeah. He's saying that they're know. not intelligent. They're you know they're just like you know monsters. Yeah, yeah. So I think I think Zabar is a kind of mirror image. You know, there's obviously there's similarities, but there's a few key differences, yeah, as well between them. Um, <laughs> then you get, but then you get these other Bizarro just making fun of him. It seems 
Ha ha ha, Zibara, I'm king of cool. <laughs> yeah, the Bizarros <laughs> hate him. Um, yeah. Which is, I thought was because a he's a freak. detail. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, despite the fact that, you know, imperfect version of an already imperfect being is normal. <laughs> mm. <laughs> which is, uh, yeah. Yeah. But, um, yeah, no, all the, and I like how, like, I really love the explanation of, um, uh, I don't know if they've explained it yet, but the, oh yeah, the planet speaks through all of these except for me. Oh yeah, they're in Bizarro-tropolis, by the way. Um, <laughs> and our home is afraid you'll hit it again and is forming new Bizarros from your memory as a way of pacifying you, which I think ah. is really cool. Because yeah. that, that explains why all of a sudden there's like Bizarro, Lois Lane, Perry White, and Jimmy Olsen. Yeah, yeah. They're trying to, the planet is instinctively trying to pacify Superman if not hurting it again. Mm-hmm. Which makes the planet, like, it, it sort of shows the planet as like an innocent being as well, really. It was just acting on instinct. There's no malevolence yeah. there. Um, but yeah, Zabara's a bit of an emo. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, that, that is a good explanation. I was just looking at... Um, so was that... So these new Bizarros, are they sprouting um, from his memory on Bizarrotropolis? I'm not familiar with Bizarro planet physiology, unfortunately. Oh, no, I mean, just what Zabara was talking about. <laughs> oh, um... The planets speak through all these except for me. A home is afraid you'll hit it again. So yeah. it's forming new Bizarros, yeah, as a yeah, way to pacify. that's pretty much what it says from his memory. They're forming Bizarros. Okay, but we don't we don't see the likes of Lois but that you mentioned, but we do see, like, the Green Lantern later no, on. No, no, and... Lois, Perry, and Jimmy are there. Oh, um, are they? Yeah, see, because that's Perry. Oh, that is the them. Okay, I didn't... And that's Lois wearing her red oh, dress. Okay. And that's I Jimmy. Do... Oh, yeah. Okay, I did not. I did not pick that up. That that was them. But yeah. Okay. Yep. Cool. Uh, I could mostly tell because of the clothes. Oh, uh, because of Lois is the one that's mostly. I think that would strike out. But yeah, and maybe Perry with his vest. But yeah. Um. Okay. Okay. I thought that was a nod to what was coming out later, but because okay. it's all the the same clothes yeah. that they were wearing in the previous issue. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Um. Yeah, that's pretty cool. And and uh, apart from uh, them, there's also the Bizarro Jorel. Yeah, and also I really like the way that um, Zabara's dialogue is written. Yeah, it's very poetic. As he yeah, says it's very later. Morrisony, isn't it? Yeah. Um. Actually, I just read here that. Uh, Zabara was <laughs> Morrison views Zabara as kind of a teenager. Right. Hmm. He's moody, self-aware, and uncomfortable, yet filled with thoughts of omnipotence and agency. He's the center of his tiny, disorganized universe, <laughs> and he's completely self-absorbed. Yeah, I mean that. Uh, well, you, you did say emo before, so <laughs> yeah, I guess yeah, it does fit. Um, well, because he does. Like he doesn't. A lot of the time, he doesn't seem to listen to Superman that much. He just kind of talks about his problems. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, God, this is truly as hell. Um, but yeah, I, I love Bizarro Jor-El. 
Yeah, he looks pretty comical as well. I can't remember. So is it reversed? Did he have green tights, green, you know, shorts and, and red tights? Or I can't remember no, I what think is. that's the same. Is it the same? Okay. I think so. I'm going to, I'm just going to. Kind of looks up, the same, doesn't return it? Return to Krypton. Yeah. While I'm, I think it's Superman 151, because that's like his classic look. Oh, it's not. No. Yeah. Sorry, you continue while I research this. Oh, yeah, no, I was just looking at, um, yeah, so Le Roche with the Jorel. Um, as we mentioned before, there is that parallel of of Superman leaving the Bizarro world to go back to Earth. Um, yeah. But, yeah, I mean, apart from that, I, I didn't see much in the way. He doesn't, doesn't really feature that much in there. Um, was there anything I missed, perhaps, Connor, about his um, appearance? His significance of him actually being, yeah. Uh, well, uh, okay, he does look the same, by the way, the colour scheme. Okay. Uh, what do you mean by, yeah. I mean, he's oh, the Oh, I one... mean, because he, he's the one that's kind of coming up with the, you know, um. Rocket. Uh, yeah, with the rocket to, to help him. But uh, apart from that, I guess he kind of comes in, um. I don't know. I, I'm just wondering why. I guess he's there, and no one else. What do you mean? Like no he's one else? Fu- he's fully formed, right? Or is he? Is he? Is this formed from Superman's memory as well? Well, isn't he like the king of Bizarrotropolis, Jor-El? Okay. Because he's on the pyre later on to sacrifice himself. Yeah, I guess I'm just so. Is the Bizarro world? Is that like? Is it meant to be a Bizarro version of Krypton or Metropolis? I mean, it's called Bizarrotropolis. Yeah, it's it's like it's a Bizarro version of Earth. But I guess Jor-El's not. He's not part of Earth at all. But then the Bizarro thing with Jor-El is he comes to Earth from Krypton. That would be like Bizarro Jor-El. So that's probably why he's on Bizarro Earth. Ah, uh, okay. I guess I guess that's the, yeah. It do, I mean, well, it kind of does. It's not exactly an opposite, is it? Um, like the Bizarro would. Okay, so he would have. But where's his wife then? Like, wouldn't she be? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah. So, so anyway, so I don't know. There are a few questions raised for him. I think um, I think Jarrell's there mostly to provide like the the sort of irony of Superman. Yes, I think. And and him, yeah, yeah, and the rocket and him going. I, I think that's it. But I, I guess if you delve further as to why, you know, why why is he there other than just that reason? Well, I think, little... as I said, I think the other thing is, uh, yeah, my real father died when the planet Krypton exploded, but Ybizarros did the opposite of people in people the Earth. So I kind of took that as Jor-El didn't die and he came to Bizarro Earth. Not that there's a Bizarro Krypton, mm. but, you know, if there was a Bizarro Krypton. Yeah. Man, when we go deep into Bizarro logic... I know, <laughs> the, that's the problem with the Bizarro logic, because well, it there seems is no to... logic. <laughs> yeah, that's right, that's it. There seems to be a particular logic, but then other times... Uh, there isn't, but um, but yeah. you can't really argue against it because it's bizarro, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, which is kind of how the to... writers can get away with so much. Yeah, <laughs> it's trying to argue against you know the the physics of of time travel. You just can't. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, um, it's, it's, I just roll with it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, but you know, he was good. He, uh, 
Well, I guess what I'm really saying at heart is that uh, I guess out of all these characters in this in this issue, I, I really did like Zabaro uh, and Superman does a really good um, a really good job here. Uh, less so than not that I didn't enjoy Bizarro Jorel in here, but it's just that. Yeah, I just well, the, the other thing with Bizarro Jorel is like this whole thing's supposed to be Superman in the underworld, right? And then mm. Superman returns from the underworld. Isn't it kind of fitting that it would be Jarrell that sends him back from the underworld? Oh, uh, yeah. True. Um, and I believe, I mean, minus spoilers later on, that Jarrell does show up later in mm. a similar role, I think. So maybe that has ties to this. Okay. No, but I like um, that. Um, I like that comparison. So in the real world, Jarrell, after Superman enters life. He gets jettisoned away. Yeah. And in here, um, you know, Superman is in the underworld. He gets jettisoned away by Jor-El. What so a good dad. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. <laughs> Chuck your son in a capsule. Bizarre. Light dad. the fuse. <laughs> off he goes. <laughs> um, but having said that, we um, this leads to Superman um, realising that... There's always a way... Yes, that so they need to build a spaceship. So, yeah. um, this all starts, and yeah, there's a lot of it's very predominantly red, isn't it? Like yeah, it, it, it really does. As I said, it feels like a lot of things, you know? and even them stepping down the steps, like there's you know connotations of I don't know, just Descent. going deep. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Going the even ninth further. Circle. Uh, yeah. Um, and we have gotten Superman in hell. Thank you, Neil Gaiman. <laughs> and Alan oh, yes. Moore, I suppose. That's right. Um, but, uh, yeah, and that, here's where Zabara mentions, um, Bizarro Home failed to feed, now it must sink to rest. The all-night will swallow everything soon. Mm. And I believe, like, some a Bizarro has to make the ultimate sacrifice to prevent the all-night. Mm. Um, I'm not sure exactly how it works. There's, I think they kind of explain it, but... Sort of yeah, backwards and jumbled and oh, yeah. yeah, do your head in, yeah, yeah. Imagine writing this. <laughs> I know, which, which actually one of the things again that I was I was uh, thinking of when I was reading this was that um, Morrison does uh, take a lot of care, I think, in in crafting the Bizarro speak. So yeah, yeah, there's a lot of again attention to detail here. Yeah, um, and, you know, like this this whole I think. Issue 8 is one of the most visually striking issues of the run. Mm-hmm. You know, because as you said, it's very... The stark red sky, the ugly, disjointed architecture, you know, how it all symbolises all that various stuff we've talked about. Yeah, And it's just so different. It looks so different. And I just think, I don't know, Quitley, like, really... Quitley and uh, Jamie Grant really nailed it. Um, I, I mean, they they nail a, a lot of it. I think in the issues we've covered so far. Oh, absolutely. Um, not not to take anything away from what you've just said as well, but I, I think they're just on their A game. Um, this thing, whole thing, is seen like a a holistic project for them as well. Like you know, th- their standards are just are just kept like throughout guess, the whole thing. Yeah, this is a passion project. Mm. Um, you know, they went out of their way to do this. So yeah. Uh, but yeah, I just, I don't know, I'm, I'm like a huge fan. Cause like the art's always bugged me a little bit in some parts of previous issues, but this, 
Okay. I just think this is gorgeous in yeah. a really, you know, different way that, um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, then we go back to Leo Quintum, and he's called Lois Lane up, and I'm not really sure why. Yeah, this is the bit I was, um, I wanted to raise with you. Um, just jumping a, a little bit ahead on the following page of this interaction. But, like, when he, he kind of reveals to Lois about Superman, I thought that was a little, you know, I, th- I thought that had been something that Superman should have been telling to Lois. Yeah. Um, it's not something that Quinton... Had the right to... Yeah, doesn't have the right to do it. Yeah, basically. And so I think it was a little bit... He overstepped the mark a little by doing that. But I guess... I can't remember in these in the subsequent issues. I don't know if it has any ramifications mm. of Lois going, oh, why did I learn this off Quinton? Why didn't you tell me? But for me, it just seems that, yeah. I mean, Quinton definitely... He pretty much says, like, I'm going to tell you because I think you... Yeah, because I think you should... Yeah, that's his call, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, Whether whether or not that's right. Um, But he's certainly someone that is trying to do something in the best interests. It's not like he's doing that to deceive or anything like that or cause any ripples. Um, Yeah, no, he's doing it with good intentions. Yeah, absolutely, with good intentions. So, um, But yeah, no, that just kind of put me a little off him... When I read it, go, oh, what are you mm. doing, mate? <laughs> just anyway, it's interesting. Yeah, mm. um, no, I, I did like that though. I think it adds a bit to his character as well. Mm. Um, that he kind of acts well. Uh, that he kind of does this, you know, like a without Superman's permission. Mm. Um, but uh, and then yeah, Lois goes here, but it does explain a lot of things, doesn't it? This is why mm. Clark took a vacation after he interviewed. Luther on death row, so I guess he still doesn't believe that yeah. Superman is Clark. Um, but, uh, yeah, and then we get a setup for, well, issues in the future. Right. Something hard. Yeah, that's sun. right. Yeah, mm. I, I did remember going, ooh, this is a juicy little tidbit for later on. Yeah. Um, so I guess we'll. Uh, it's a little bit more obvious <laughs> from, you know, the, the, the masterful writing of Morrison. Um, but, you know, why not? Oh, I mean... There's or just like, you know, something's up. coming up. Um, <laughs> yeah. I mean, I... Yeah, I do... Well, I mean, these there's, these two issues are very... Uh, they progress the... I don't want to say main plot, but they do progress the main thread a lot, okay, I think. Yeah. As opposed to issues five and six, which did progress the thread, but there were also there were more about sort of self-contained. Oh, they um, certainly were were uh, a lot more. Uh, yeah, well, the six was a lot more introspective in that in the sense. And five um, is all about Luther. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, very self, very contained, as you say. I mean, the focal point. Um, one of the many moving parts of this story was was Luther's part in it, and um, it was good to. It was actually just a, a good little piece, a, a dialogue, like a dialogue between two people as well. Mm. Which was oh, really it was good. great! I loved it. Um, mm. yeah, hell, this whole thing's Luther's fault. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. But I mean, as you say, the, the, these two parts, it seems like they're progressing something, or they're you know, it's a lot more yeah. integral to. Well, this is definite setup, and I will say that. Yeah. Uh, I think it's such a cool villain. 
that Morrison invents. That we won't spoil who or what it is, mm-hmm. but this sun thing does hint at it. So, yeah. You have know. you read ahead as well, Connor? Or I mean, I know you've read it before. No. but Have you reread ahead? Okay, no, you just remember. I'm just going off memory. Yeah. Okay, because I, I can't remember myself. Myself, I have read it all. Um, I've also but... seen the animated movie a couple of times. So ah, okay, so that might jog. Um, yeah. yeah, bits. From so the, like okay. the the Smallville and Bizarro issues aren't in the animated movie, so mm-hmm. these are a bit newer to me. But like I remember the broad strokes. Ah, uh, okay. Of the other so you stuff. would, yeah. You would get the um, the big touchstones, I guess, in the animated series or yep. the, the movie. Um, cool, yeah, because I've I I have read this. I've probably read it more recently to when you first read it. Oh, absolutely, my, my first read, yeah, and um, definitely. and I've yeah, I've forgotten really. So, <laughs> so uh, it's good. I'm just having a bad memory. <laughs> you know, with with All Star the movie, I think I know they started doing it now, but. If they were doing it back then, they really should have told the whole thing in two parts. Okay. Because I get omitting stuff like the Jimmy Olsen story, but omitting stuff like these two issues seem pretty thematically important to the whole story. Okay. You know, and the whole thing Morrison's going for. But anyway, that can be a discussion. Well, I mean, yeah, whether or not the that um, that film is meant to reflect this journey as well or whether it's meant to be just a little bit more uh less deep and just and just be you know yeah. i don't want to say surface level but um yeah just just less deep of what morrison was going for which well, i think I inevitably inevitably yeah. like a, a series or a film would have to do because of the time constraints but yeah plus this this was designed like this story was written for the specific medium yeah, you know, it wasn't written yeah. to be adapted into a movie. But uh, on a side note, Morrison does approve of the movie. Oh, that's there's, good. Um, there's commentary with him and uh, uh, Bruce Tim about the movie, which is uh, right. worth a listen slash watch. Because, um, okay. you know, Morrison offers new tidbits and stuff. Um, nice. Hell, he, he doesn't even care that they cut stuff out, which is pretty rare. <laughs> Usually authors are crazy about that, but... Yeah, no, that's great. Uh, I mean, he, he sees it for what it is. It, it's its own beast, I guess, that's that's taking inspiration from his story. Yeah, he pretty so... much said he understands that you have to cut stuff out to make mm, it... I think he was good. just happy to see his work. Yeah. I'm, happy to, I'm happy to hear that, you know, rather than writers always kind of harping on about how they've ruined the work. Yeah. It's like, it's refreshing to actually... You know that they're they're happy that they're actually glad that their story's reaching a larger audience, and that the yeah. audience may even go back and read the books. It's it's good. Mm. Yeah, yeah. I hope that people who watch All Star get motivated to read the comic. Yeah, well. I think it. Will, I think it'll definitely work the other way. Like I think if you read the comic because it's so it's so rich with a lot of stuff, you'd immediately gravitate towards. Um, yeah. Yeah, I mean there is a there's like a thirty minute documentary on Morrison and All Star and the special features Ooh, okay. of the Blu-ray DVD, nice. and that's that's talking about the book, not the movie. Cool. So that's an interesting special feature if anyone wants to pick it up. I might oh, have it nice. on Blu-ray. I think you probably get it for like ten bucks or something these days. Oh, awesome. Um, yeah. But they, they, I remember specifically because they do talk about the Bizarro arc in that little documentary. Yep. Um, uh, speaking of, <laughs> Superman oh, is yeah. trying oh, yeah. to 
build a rocket ship. And he's trying to motivate all the other <laughs> bizarros into doing it. And they're all laughing. It's hilarious. I love it. Um, <laughs> but the thing is, that it does look so comical because he's Superman with a wheelbarrow just with a whole lot of junk. Yeah. Um, so it's funny. Uh, but he's explaining this whole concept of a wheelbarrow and a wheel, which has them just totally, oh, wow. Yeah, they, they think Superman's an idiot. <laughs> yeah. Oh, he actually, you're right. They do because, again, again Superman am genius. Yeah, yeah, yeah Superman yeah. am moron. <laughs> yeah, and this isn't a wheel. This this am wheel. Yeah. <laughs> Me yeah. am so interested in what him am noticing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And so they just walk off. <laughs> just fools. Um, but but yeah. Uh, the one of the instigators of it is Bizarro himself. You know, he's, he's there. Yeah. You know. Um, yeah, yeah. Bizarro, Bizarro Superman, the, the yeah, normal he, Bizarro. Yes. Um, I don't know if this is the same because Superman's obviously encountered Bizarros before this. He mentions it, but mm. I'm not sure if this specific Bizarro Superman is the same one he's encountered before. Right. But it doesn't really matter either way. No. Um, no. I think it can work both ways, really. Um, yeah 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 exactly yeah regardless of if it is um but he's certainly the spokesman for, for all the yeah the the the, uh, the nameless kind of naked bizarros around superman so yeah. so we got literally three supermen here um, <laughs> pretty cool yeah uh, no wait no listen to me <laughs> superman no, starts listen. using bizarro speech. so he starts yeah he starts speaking the lingo speaking the language um, now him and no got me hooked. So I'm assuming that now he got me hooked. Yeah. Uh, listen, listen. So all... Yeah. yeah. They're intrigued. They're so intrigued. Superman essentially in opposites tells them that this is a chance for Bizarro World to like, you know, do something, mean something, uh, make a monument to last all time. Yes. And he shows them the rocket design. And obviously he says all this in an extremely lengthy bizarre. opposite yes. speech. Um, Very much. Which I won't read out. <laughs> no. And everyone starts booing him. That's hilarious. I love but, that. But Bizarro is going, oh, like he's approving. Well, yeah, so he's not. And as we um, see, he gets punished for that on the next page. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he does. He's got, uh, he's got the the uh, the sign around his neck. He's um, unmayor of Bizarro. He's not unmayor of Bizarro Tropolis. I don't know. I think it's like number one loser or something. Um, yeah, yeah. Because he got punished for being different because he didn't boo Superman with everyone else. <laughs> Which I think that's like, that must be Bizarro acting kind of normal when he doesn't uh, boo. Because he still approves, but he's not saying boo. So they, you know, obviously he's being ridiculed for that. Yeah. Which I find yeah. interesting. Um, yeah, but, uh, no, it is. Yeah. I, I was just trying to think later on, but it wasn't him, it was Zabaro. That was, I was just thinking of, um, they did, no one really sabotages his, his efforts. Because I'm thinking with the matchstick and all that, but that's, um, that's just stupidity. Just, <laughs> yeah, that is, yeah, that's just, yeah, unfortunate. Uh, but yeah, so he's building the, um, the rockets, but we see, Superman kind of straining again. Yeah. He's a lot of sweat. He's not. He's not as uh, as in good shape as he would like to be. Yeah, Quinton did mention that Superman 
uh, even as powerful as he is, couldn't last on in this atmosphere mm. in the underverse. Um, We're sweating like anything, yeah. And Bizarro is helping him though build the yep. rocket because he sold Bizarro with his speech. Yep. And uh, we get one of the funniest parts. <laughs> we have the Unjustice League coming. Oh yeah, the funny yeah, yeah actually there are a couple of funny bits here. Um not so much the Green Lantern for me, but the others were quite funny. Oh yeah, the the flash. It's <laughs> like two inches per hour. <laughs> yeah. um. And his design's hilarious. It's like it's um there's the lightning and the normal flash, but he's got like chains which kind yeah. of imply that he's been um shackled, uh and that's why he's kind of slow. And he just walks very awkwardly. Um, yeah. Yeah. And then we have a, an explanation for Batman as well. Oh, which, my uh, God. Unfortunately, <laughs> uh, he, it seems to be Bizarro Batman was shot dead by his parents. <laughs> I guess that's yeah, so funny. <laughs> the, other, the other opposite to, uh, to, to Batman of our world. Because Bizarro is uh, like, where's Bizarro Batman? And yeah, the other... Yeah. Bizarre Green Lantern's like, Bizarre and Batman no shot dead by his parents. <laughs> yeah, so. And, and Wonder Woman is uh, not the, you know, not the Amazonian that we remember. <laughs> She's, yeah, the clay yeah, I, she was formed from, I guess, is yeah. her form. <laughs> and I was just thinking, oh, geez, you'd be, be pretty hurt if, like, what if you, you're reading this and you, you look like, you know, that Wonder Woman? A bit like, oh, that's not very nice. Oh, I, um, I didn't even think of that. I just, nah. I just thought I, I picked up on the clay thing, really. Yeah, yeah, yeah. for sure. Um, but no, it is, it is funny to have this Justice League um, <laughs> with the Flash uh, in the background, <laughs> still, still making his way. <laughs> it's pretty funny. Um, and what was the Green Lanterns thing? He, um, he can think of, he can make anything if he can think of it, but, but he doesn't think of anything. The only other thing is he, he doesn't think of anything. So. Yeah. That's his problem. And actually, he's got it on his nose. Yeah, I just noticed that, actually. Yeah. That's, uh, yeah, pretty pretty funny. Um, Tangentially related, Morrison is currently doing season two of his Green Lantern run. Oh, okay. So he did 12 issues, then the three-issue Black Star Mini. Now I think he's doing the next 12 issues right now. Yeah, right. That's that's where all the Morrison action is at at the moment. Cool. Um, and I mean, I saw in one of the issues, he like, Green Lantern arrests the planet Earth, or he arrests God or something, and it's oh, just, wow. uh, it's hilarious. jeez, <laughs> oh, I really must read that Green Lantern run. I've just, I've heard it's not accept- ex- accessible to new readers of Green Lantern. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. Well, I'd still give it but a go But I feel anyway. like, I- I've heard though, if you like Morrison, you can still read it though. Yeah, sometimes you have to just dive in the deep end, I think. He just pulls like obscure green lantern and silver age figures that only yeah. hardcore fans know about but oh look there's there's also a um a satisfaction in in not understanding that and then if you Reading do later. read more and then go back to it again and go oh a second yeah later, i get so much now yeah well the so. first, there's i actually have a copy of uh the first issue with annotations which is nice oh okay um and as i said i'd like annotations for this too that'll be good mm. i think it's annotations for Sandman, actually, by Neil Gaiman. Mm-hmm. So, but yeah, annotations are good people. We should have more of them. Um, but, uh, yes, so after the Unjustice League, <laughs> which, like, don't do anything, obviously. No. <laughs> um, 
And, uh, you know, Superman's like, I know these poor demented creatures mean well, but these twisted copies of my old friend in the Justice League are as ineffectual as the real thing was efficient. Yeah. Um, yeah. The, 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 uh, the big opposite again. Um, yeah. Because, so we see the Unjustice League in the story, but we don't see the Justice League. No. But, um, you know. That's all, that's all right, though. This is a Superman comic. Oh, exactly. To... I think yeah. Morrison said pretty much by the time this story takes place, they're either not relevant, gone, or yeah. they're just kind of like old buddies that Superman had back in yeah. the day. You yeah. Um, except Batman, I guess. I think he mentioned he teamed up with Batman kind of recently. I'm not sure, but anyway. Oh, okay. Right. I could be... It, he has mentioned Batman once or twice. Um, mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, because Lois mentioned him and Batman changing places for to fool her. Oh, yeah. Right. Okay. That's still but, very fleeting, though. Yeah, yeah. But, yeah. I guess he just gets more of a reference than most. But, yeah. um... Yeah. Yeah, so Superman's looking really rough... <laughs> he's a little little disheveled um but this is an important scene as well because it, it it for me it reveals you know that it's just superman that's going um and and zabaro's been talking and about how he's just sick to death of being here and how he's got no i guess intellectual or emotional peer um but there's only one seat on the rocket yeah hmm mm. Uh, and and this is the thing because like I, I guess that's why I asked also about Zabaro. Do we ever see him again? Because Superman's making promises. Oh, we'll meet again once I get out of this funk. You know, I'll come back and and we'll you know I'll go grab you. Um, but I guess what what's the most? Uh, I guess the sad thing is that we don't really see much of him ever. Well, I'm not sure if we see Zabaro again in this series. I can't remember. Oh, but, I mean, uh, or even just, but elsewhere as well. He's not. Oh, he's yeah. Anywhere, is he? Well, I guess yeah. no. But I guess that's as I said, it makes it more special. Yeah, exactly. It's quite a, um, a quite a thing. And as you say, if, if this is a, um, a symbolic of, of of Superman's thoughts and where he is, and um, you know, then it probably has to be. You probably have to leave him behind. I think. I think. Yeah. I don't think he pops up again in the miniseries. Mm. Yeah. But you know, Superman does make good on his promises. I'm sure. If he could, he would talk to him. Yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah, it, it is interesting that he only makes. Uh... Well, I guess he doesn't have blueprints for a rocket with two seats. But um, yeah. Still. <laughs> yeah. It's, um, um, you know, he's like, I can't let you risk it, because it might kill you, and it's true, like, it is pretty big risk, and I guess Superman wouldn't put anyone else... He goes through, yeah, danger. quite an ordeal, true. Um, yeah, and maybe he thinks that he has a he has a purpose um, in this world, anyway, in the Bizarro world. Um, he's proof that Bizarro home is getting smarter. Yeah. And like it can't, you know, out of out of all this, there there can be some good that comes out of, out of the world. Yeah. Um, still doesn't help Zabaro's cause, but it gives him at least a, a meaning um, uh, for existing. Well, I guess the big thing is that Superman says he promises they'll meet again. Yeah. 
And, you know, knowing Superman, like, he means that. He's not just saying it. Yeah, no. <laughs> There's sure. no duplicity or anything. Yeah. Um, but uh, we have uh, Bizarro Jor-El on this pyre. Um, yeah. You know, I kind of, so... I, look, to be honest, I, I kind of not glossed over, but I just really roughly read whatever they were singing. I'm sure it had nothing. Oh, that's that's the bizarro, like, uh, Stars and Stripes anthem or whatever. Mm, okay. But I guess if we were American, we would have We'd... gotten that reference. But Yeah, exactly. But I wouldn't know the lyrics of that anyway. So I'm so... pretty sure it's the American national anthem. Okay. Um,. I mean, I didn't skim over it, I read it, but it was like... <laughs> I just saw the musical notes and they go, okay, they're singing something, it's going to be all weird speak, so yeah. I'll just kind of... It's just, yeah. Um, yeah. From what I understand, uh, some Americans found it quite amusing. Okay, cool. I mean, I, I would definitely find the bizarre Australian national anthem highly amusing, that's for sure. Oh, so. yeah, because you'd immediately <laughs> identify, connect with it, yeah, for sure. Because I don't can really see like that. our national anthem. Um, but anyway, <laughs> <laughs> um, so Superman doesn't want them to launch the rocket without him, but they're all too busy singing, yeah, because they're sort of mentioning and there's some sort of bizarro ceremony going on, which I love. I just love seeing bizarros do stuff in the background, and there's yeah. one bizarro bringing up a crown to Jorel Bizarro, <laughs> yeah. and Superman's pretty much dying at this point, yeah. He is. He's not. He's not doing well. Bleeding a little from the nose and the eyes, which <laughs> so, is never a good sign. No, never a good sign at all. Um, so he's capitulating. Um, uh, and, but uh, yeah, no. Zabaro is actually asking whether. And I actually, I, I was thinking here as well. Oh, is he going to try and abscond with the with the mm. rocket himself? I but think he, he might have contemplated it. Yeah, which I think he would, because, but then he clearly says, um, uh, well, he helps. Um, um, he says, Superman, you, uh, you know I want what you have, respect, love, a place to belong, but what if, what if I found I was just as lonely on your world as I am everywhere else? So actually, it, it kind of scares him to, although as much as he hates this place, he's a little scared to... Um, well, I mean, have you read Brave New World? Could end up like that. Yeah, well, yeah. exactly. Maybe this is our John the Savage. <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, but no, so it's good that 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 kind of it's clear that he's not going to do that, and and he's helping Super. He's even he even helped Superman into the rocket. Yeah, and um, meanwhile, he... um, Bizarro has lit the pyre on fire that Jarrell's mm-hmm. on. <laughs> to sort of yeah. sacrifice him so that Bizarro World doesn't die. Yes, because uh, that is a sacrifice, yeah. Yeah, I can't remember if they explain exactly how it works at some point. Ah, uh, yeah. Um, I, I'm not going to go research. <laughs> no. Go through the Bizarro speak to find an explanation, but, like, that's the gist. Yeah, it's a, it's a supreme, someone, to... yeah, someone pays the supreme sacrifice and that will, that will end it, apparently. Yeah. Um, and he, they really want Zabara to go as well. They hate him. Yeah. Because it's like, it's like tears streaming down this Bizarro's face. He's like, no go, Zabara, No go. Which obviously means get the hell out of here. Mm. You freak. Um, 
So I, I think, again, also, I was just thinking, Connor, about um, Jorel, Bizarro Jorel. I'm going to call him that because it's just too weird to call him the other one. Yeah. Um, but again, again, a nice little, I guess, a ref- mirror reflection of how Jorel, I guess he died oh. uh, and his planet um, died. Like it died as well. But here he dies, but the, this is for, for the planet yeah. being saved. So okay. there are many, I guess, little things you can pick out. Um, oh, definitely. Yeah. He serves a similar role. Yep. Yeah, you know, just saving the planet instead of the individual. But, um, yeah. Yeah. So, as you said, uh, Zabara does help Superman up to the rocket. Mm-hmm. He's really and, bad. Uh, There's like blood everywhere, the ears as well. Superman had time to read his poetry. Oh, that's right. Yes. Yeah. You know, yeah. and, uh, which is really nice. It is. Yeah. Like, I like that. You know. It has a unique quality, <laughs> Zabaro. All these um, wonders only you've seen. Keep it up. Tell the story of Bizarro home. Tell how they made the rocket ship out of garbage to shoot the traveler home. Yeah. So so he has a... He's actually given Zabaro a purpose now. Yeah. Um, which is which is pretty good as well. I guess, if anything, it, it's, um, it's comforting to Zabaro uh, in the fact that, again, he's going to be left amongst these idiots. Um, yeah. That he's got, he's got a purpose, so that's good. And uh, the Flash has gotten here just in time. <laughs> <laughs> I know, the bloody matchstick's nearly out. Oh, I think I've decided is the funniest Unjustice League member. Oh, he's, yeah. he's funny, yeah, yeah, for <laughs> sure. Um, and, yeah, this was a little bit of a, um, a, a hold-your-breath moment. Mm. I love Superman's face in these two panels. He's just so awkward because he's in the most awkward, one of the a bit of an <laughs> yeah. awkward position. Um, so he's just trying to see what's happening, uh, and unfortunately, uh, the match goes out in Zabaro's hands. Yep. Uh, but quick thinking, there's a a plan A, or I guess it's a plan B. Um, yeah. yeah. <laughs> for this. Uh, because I was thinking, like, oh gosh, what's going to happen now? I thought he was actually going to ask. He was. I thought he was actually going to anger, and he did. But anger Bizarro to actually blow his Arctic breath or something onto. Yeah, the, that's what I thought he was going to do. Yeah, but uh, he does something unexpected, just as effective. Yeah, he, uh, he, th- he throws a rocket with Superman um, out of the atmosphere. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> really ticks him off. Um, yeah. But that's a that's a bit of a gamble, see, from Superman. Like he was angering Bizarro, but what if Bizarro just like clobbered him? <laughs> yeah. Then he's uh, yeah. So yeah, the, the, the whole idea is that it's a really bad situation. Like the yeah. the odds of him even surviving the trip back are very slim. Oh yeah, yeah. Because yeah. like he he's not all powered right now. He has to kind of survive this without mm. his powers. Yeah, um, and we will see the effects of that next issue. Because things do change, mm. um, but uh, yeah, we're back to Lois and Quintum, and you know, the Bizarro Earth has begun the range of their instruments, and the conclusion is Superman has saved them all. Well, I do like this description: down into the underverse, through the cold layer where time stands still, and beyond into the blazing unknown below. Mm. It's very cool, very well written, um, and they. Um... They can't find him because because he's left. I guess he's he's no longer on on the radar. Yeah, 
for them. Who knows um, where he is, to be honest. Well, he got hurled. <laughs> yeah. He's, he's going through through. somewhere. Um. Yeah, he's hurling through somewhere. Um, but yeah, so that's, um, that's pretty good, actually. And yeah. uh, you got that last picture as well at the, the end. The final page? Yeah. Because, uh, oh, again, because I'm not sure digital, they might need some waving goodbye. Yeah, that's a nice mm. one. It is a really nice page. And he looks kind of yeah, happy nice. there as well. He does, yeah. Which is good. Because, uh, I don't know, as much as, as you say, as, as self-absorbed as he was and everything, I still did feel very sorry for him. Oh, and he, he uh, came around as well. He I mean, did come around. But, yeah, and, and with this last image, at least, it shows that he's found some sort of contentment. So I guess uh, the whole thing is kind of like, it, it's him being self-absorbed, that's more the metaphor for what he kind of stands for. Because mm. when you take it literally, you can obviously understand why he's yeah, despair. For sure. um, yeah. But again, it's like a mirror version yeah. of Earth. So, But yeah, really nice last page. Mm. Kind of optimism there. I love like thinking man Bizarro on the right. <laughs> yeah, and there's your favourite Bizarro Flash. Probably still <laughs> just just turning around from, what, <laughs> from just giving the match a little slow. Yeah. Uh, but... And the clay one's woman in the wheelbarrow. and Oh, and in the distance, you can see a Jor-El, who's crowned. Oh, yeah. And a little skull. Wow. Yeah, there's a bunch of dead bizarros around as well. Yeah, so... Oh, Maybe it's like the All Night or something. Maybe it couldn't have been. Didn't they, didn't they stay... Yeah. I don't know. Um, that, that, that would beg a question or two as well. I mean... So, did the sacrifice work? If it did, why are there dead uh, bizarros? But why aren't the others dead? All that sort of stuff. Yeah, I, I unfortunately don't know. No, I'm not privy to the secrets of Bizarro world. <laughs> fortunately, although I would like to be. <laughs> um. but, but yeah, no, it was. Um, I mean that that pretty much wraps up the the issue eight of yes. That. And closes. I don't. I can't remember. You did mention Connor that things uh, kind of are threaded through the upcoming issues. I'm not sure if we do well, get next... any more Bizarros, but yeah, I don't know about. I don't think we get any more Bizarros. Okay. Um. But you know, these two issues are they're great. Mm. Uh, they're they're pretty fantastic, actually. Um, yeah. I mean, so especially issue eight. Yeah, I, I know that you you do like um, seven and eight quite a lot. I, I'd um, I just have to say that it's just the the high quality um, of the issues so far has just been maintained. Um, I yeah. can't I can't say if I enjoy this more or less than the others because. Um, oh, same. Yeah, yeah, I mean, but but They're all you know, good. yeah, but I mean, if these two are, are extra special to you in any way, of course that's you know. That, I would say they're um, extra special. Um, mm-hmm. I guess I got I got new appreciation for them on this read through. Yeah. Whereas I kind of already had appreciation for the others, if that makes sense. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. But um, yeah. I I I do really like the themes of these two issues, though. I am very big on those. Yeah. Um, you know. Yeah. So, uh, and and it was just done very well. Um, there was there was action aplenty in in episode issue seven, um, issue eight, which is really interesting. I yeah. mean, and, and there's a lot of humour injected in there. Um, but 
you know, for me, again, it, it depends on, I guess, the mood. Uh, there are so many different moods in those issues that Morris that we've covered yeah. so far. Um, you can really just you can be in a particular mood and pick up one of them um, that will just kind of really hit hit home. Um, and yeah, it's just uh, nothing more really to say other than that it, the the standard from Frank Quietly, uh, Jamie Grant, mm. and Grant Morrison is is really up there. Yeah, definitely. And I think like the. I know this whole story is not, but I think five to eight, those issues do form a really nice uh, part of the journey. Mm-hmm. You know, the as as we mentioned before, like the sort of descent part of the journey that these four issues are kind of yeah represented. I really like, um, you know, like yeah. all the introspective kind of stuff. Uh, big fan of that. Uh, but yeah, the, the ride's not over. No. We'll have, uh, episodes nine and ten. Yeah, I've just seen the, the cover to episode nine, and so that just kind of jogged my memory, at least of, you know, a couple of the characters that are involved there. So yeah, there's, uh, there's plenty, plenty in yeah. store. And a, episode ten is quite special. Lee Morrison said, like, everything about, this story he does, he puts into that one issue. Like, it's his Ooh. ultimate issue, he says. Cool. Um, I think it's, like, one of the best Superman issues ever written, really. Wow. Lovely. So, um... Because I think issue 10's the last one before, like, the final two-part conclusion. Okay. So, uh, unfortunately, issue 10 doesn't make it into the animated movie, but... Unfortunately, it didn't didn't make it at all, did you say? No. Oh, Okay. Uh, I'm really issues... keen to hear, I'm really keen to see this animated yeah. movie. Like issues one, two, three, n- one, two, three, five, nine, eleven, and twelve. They're what made the cut. Okay. So more than half. Yeah, that's fair enough. But you know the the four issues missing, pretty good. But anyway. Um, yeah, so do you have any thoughts, final thoughts on that final arc? Like, I feel like I've kind of expressed my thoughts of this arc throughout talking about it, so I don't really feel the need to summarise, like, you know... Yeah, no, I mean, not me too, I mean, just from what I just said before about how the standard's being kept, um, just really, I'm glad that there, there had been a couple of issues dedicated to Bizarro as well. Yeah. Like, at least a version of Bizarro, um... And and I think it was just used to good effect. I mean, as as you said, the other deeper layers that Morrison yeah. um, wanted to to tell, he really cleverly used Bizarro in it to um to create mm. a whole heap of either parallels or contrasts, which uh, which is really yeah. a testament to his writing. Definitely, mm. you know. And as I said, I love where we get to see the the depression Superman is in through his environment. Mm. you know like it's just yeah it's really great um kind of like his mind is bizarro world i don't know i just i really really love that and just as as you said all the other similar similarities and stuff there as well Mm. um so yeah a huge fan of the book so far obviously so it's uh it's it's really uh it's really up there so readers or listeners who 
maybe listening this to to kind of gauge whether they should you should be on board it um fully i mean this is yeah. what the 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 fourth uh, part that we're we're covering yeah um, so on we have our two show. more parts yeah uh and by this stage yeah if, if we haven't convinced you yet i don't know what will it's uh it's certainly worth reading even if you aren't a, like a superman fan it's yeah. just one to read um like a good comics it basically is it's just definitely. a really good example yeah yeah um yeah yeah definitely if you're you know choosing uh an amount of comics to read before mm-hmm. you die you know this should be on the list you know i'm not I'm, that came out more morbid than i <laughs> it did, it actually uh, but you know those things like 10 yeah, paintings yeah. you must eat the bucket list died. yeah um, yeah the bucket yeah. list um, the, uh... and hey this this book's gotten a lot of people into Superman, actually, so... And I can see why, really. It's just, yeah. you know... Uh, it is a really high bar, <laughs> so... Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's, um... Which is why some of the fans can be annoying, because they expect every Superman story to be like this. I'm like, well, no. <laughs> mm. Well, I'm kind of glad that it that it isn't, because it, as, similar to, uh, to Zabaro, it kind of makes it special, so... Yeah. Well, I mean, it's kind of like the Dark Knight Returns effect, you know? Suddenly every writer was trying to ape the Dark Knight Returns, and it was just really irritating. Mm. I'd be interested to know, um, or maybe if we do a couple of, as you say, imitations of this in some writings and and stories to come. You know, what what did this kind of generate because Mm. it was so successful? I don't know if you have any examples or not, but maybe it's something I can't think of any flat-out imitations, but I... Do think mm. I think people have tried to steer Superman's characterization towards this way without picking up on what this character actually was. Mm. You know, I think they missed some of the. Well, I mean, the, the main crux of it isn't it that he has this massive thing, this burden of him being on limited time, right? Yeah, that's kind of informed his whole character, his whole personality throughout this so far. Um, yeah, and people who try and just write on like all star Superman all the time on the fly is like, well, uh, don't know if it really works, but it doesn't really happen yeah. that much to be honest. Okay. okay, that I can that I can remember in recent memory, but people definitely want it to be like that, and it's like, well, as I said before, this this is Superman at a very specific stage in his life. Yeah, and I know it's supposed to be like Morrison's, you know, uh, version of Superman, but even then, like this is, yeah. At a stage of Superman's life. Because Morrison's written other Superman stories, you know. Yeah. Where he acts a bit different according to what stages of his life he's in. Like, his action comics is, like, essentially the young version of this Superman. And obviously he acts very different to what yeah. he is in this book, so. And uh, a reminder to listeners as well to pre-order that. <laughs> yes. If you did like what you have read or have heard so far. <laughs> yeah. 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 Um... Yeah. All right, well, cool. until next time, uh, issues 9 and 10. I hope you guys look forward mm-hmm. to it. As usual, if you have any feedback or anything, feel free to leave it with us. And we'll oh, leave absolutely, it. yeah. Even if it's on uh, even the previous issues. Uh, issues yeah, one, yeah, previous issues to, are fine. Yeah, it'd be great to just hear your thoughts on it. We know that a lot of you do love the All-Star Superman, but tell us why. You know, what makes it special for you or what makes you come back to it again and again? Yeah, or if you don't like it. Yeah. Oh, sorry. That, that of too. course, yeah. that too as well. Absolutely. Yeah. All right. Well, 
Uh, until next time. <laughs> Here we um, go. This is going to be it. Oh, until, <laughs> until next time, um, uh, you, you know, don't take, well, maybe take a lot of performance pills. I'm not sure. Whatever is your, you know, your bag. Me no um, take performance pills. <laughs> uh, and if there is an invasion, then you know you're safe. Yes. Take the pills. <laughs> All right. See you. All right. Catch up. Superman and all other characters in these comics are properties of DC. Any images or music we use are properties of their respective copyright holders. We are doing this for fun and not making money off it, so please don't sue us. You can contact us at lskpodcast at gmail.com and find us on our Libsyn, lskpodcast.libsyn.com. Our Twitter, at lskpodcast. Our Facebook page, Last Sons of Krypton, a Superman podcast. And last but not least... Thank you, everyone, for listening. Honor has been taken to the underverse, bizarroed out. Connor's bizarroed out. Connor has bizarroed out. Connor.